been on the yeah, been on the disposables for too long. That's for sure. Well, that's our <coughs> intro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake Kerr. This is Mitch Gardner, and welcome to the fifth official episode of the Black Ink Podcast with a guest. Well. Yeah. If you want to call it it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking oath. I was yeah. just going to say, well, it's less of a podcast and more of just a chat. That's kind of the thing, you know, before him, we were just talking about it. It's just a conversation. Yeah. You know? But And it definitely isn't my first time sitting on this couch. Yeah, fucking oath. <laughs> fucking oath. That's for sure. We probably should clarify that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the couch of kick-ons. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's kind of cool because, like developing this whole space is super interesting like you look around the studio there's a lot going on obviously yeah. there's a lot of different things that come out of the studio but one of the main things like i identified in my early 20s is i like to party yeah i fucking really like I it i think i think yeah i think you know? a lot of people in our generation identify that pretty early on as well yeah and dude it's like <clears throat> i don't want to i don't want to have the place that you go back to that you'll sit around a fucking expensive dining room table and chairs and try not to break glasses like yeah, you want to fucking throw it. You want to throw it around, throw no. it back, and buddy, throw everything. I want the memory stained into the fabric. You yeah, know literally. What I mean? like, yeah, that's what. And that's the thing, man. Like when when I got this couch, because it was crazy. I had heaps more equipment that was suitable for the time that I was operating, but it was really kind of. Yeah, I remember the big. Wasn't space uh, yeah, efficient. No, it wasn't. So I, I remember sitting on the floor underneath it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I had like the one nice chair, my fucking yeah. office chair, and that's it. Yeah, literally, it's definitely uh, opened up these right. days, hasn't it? Yeah. And one of the main things that started this, like, let's get more space, how can I do it? I was trying to justify, like, well, if I was putting a couch in here, you know, what sort of couch would it be? Where yeah. would it go? How would it look? And it just kind of hit me one day that I'm like, oh, I need a couch so that when people come to kick-ons, they chill in this area. Yeah. And that's exactly what You don't what want happened. to have them distracted in other areas of the house. This is the main, this is the... Fuck, man. This is the main attraction. Dude, that adds yeah. culture to the business, no. you know? Like, I love it. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool that I guess... Um, <coughs> You know, this is going to have some character just kind of like spoken into it on and off And camera. seeping out of. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah fucking oath. So, so um, good influence. we struggled to fucking put this together for a good few weeks. Yeah, look, there's been definitely some challenges over the last few weeks, but we're here right now and that's, uh, yeah, it's definitely relieving because I've, I've been feeling guilty myself. Like, oh, Jesus, like, I know that I need to do this and I want to do this with Jake, but just had buddy work and I tell you what work just buddy takes out of you when you yeah, when dude. I get home from work all I want to do is rip my clothes off and lay on my bed and think holy shit that's yeah, literally yeah. all I want to do so to be here now on a bloody Saturday I'm like thank fuck yeah fucking oath and like to be honest we had to like this is the first day reason <coughs> I've had off together in a hot minute I said look Mitch and I are going to do a podcast mm. and she was like I get it yeah I get it yeah. because unfortunately the nature of my business is I don't have structure and routine Okay, I am subject to the customer. Yeah. And in this particular fashion, the You're customer... You're a 24-hour man. Yeah, that's right. And the customer in this situation is, is the audience, mm -hmm. you know? So I'll do whatever it takes if I can put the podcast together with the people that I think it's fucking going to yeah. be the most effective. And I believe you might be a fucking a key to some of Bunbury society. <clears throat> well... I don't see myself in that way, but I hope that, that I hope that that's the case for this instance. That's for sure. Dude, how crazy is it? This is something that like I really fucking struggle with, and it might sound egotistical saying that once I say what it is, but there's you living your life, and there's everyone else interpreting it. That's right. It's insane. And you're the only one that really knows what the fuck's going on, but at the same time, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You don't even know on. what's happening. Literally. You know. Yeah. I. 
definitely know what you're saying with that. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you come into contact with so many different people. <clears throat> you meet so many people. You influence so many people, hopefully in a good way. Um, but at the end of the day, it's all how people are interpreting you, mm. you know? And then their interpretation is based off the experiences they've had in their life. Exactly. So, you know, you can look in the mirror every single day and say, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful. But you're going to say, if you tell yourself something and it's only you telling it, you're going to think that you're crazy. But if somebody else interprets that of yourself and that's how you portray yourself and that's how you hold yourself, then that means that they're backing up your own thoughts and it's like, I was fucking right. Yeah. There's also the question in there. Awesome topic. So much in this for me to fucking rack your mind. Go for it. I think the first thing I consider is, okay, when I hear that from someone, who's the person that said it? Let's verify their credentials first before we go taking that too seriously. Let's not take their word too seriously. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, we talk about it on like an aesthetical kind of, you know, point at the moment, but like Mm. think of it in business. Mm. Like I have a lot of people telling me a lot of different things about my business. And the crazy part is 99% of those people telling me things are telling me things that don't move the needle or are inaccurate or they don't have all the information. Yeah. But that 1% of people telling me shit that matters, picking those those bits out. And taking that advice and listening to those words. It's it's so hard to do, you know? There's so much, uh, there's so much, it's like a big sieve. You've got to sift through so much flour to find yeah. the good flower. And you know, there's lots of, in all aspects, there's so many different people that you'll meet and it's up to you and how you interpret them and analyze and, you know, figure out for you who's beneficial for you and whose word to, you know, yeah. to go off and who to trust and who to really appreciate. The crazy thing I find is I'm in this really kind of like unique position that I put myself in. So I've got this like, I've got this ability at the moment while I'm still fairly freshly into this new way of living in basically making money for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like allowed this kind of element of freedom. And I found a common topic between the young males that I've been speaking to on this podcast so far, at least, is they work heaps. They work heaps. And that's something that I do as well, but I do it in a way that is very different. Very different. I'm looking, and like even having these conversations with you and it's like, well, let's do it one day after work. And you're like, no. Yeah, no fucking way. I can't, I don't have anything to fucking give. Right. I've been given all day. And I think that the part, and like I spoke about this with Maddie in the bar, like something that's really important to like understand, especially in your position, in your position, I've been there as a barista, is you are having so many micro conversations. You're starting, you're initiating, initiating, controlling and finishing all these little bursts of energy with the same amount of enthusiasm positivity that front yep you know literally so by the end of the day the next person that comes through or the next coffee that gets ordered you can't you can't start off the day by being so enthusiastic to the first half of the day customers yeah you've got to keep that pace up and by the end of the day you've had 70 conversations with over 70 different people and you're thinking hold on I haven't even had time to have a conversation with myself and ask how I am I'm constantly asking how other people are right and bloody you know it's all, you know, for other people. And then you think to yourself, geez, like, I, I'm the one asking them how they are. But at the end of the day, if I'm not good and if I'm not, yeah. you know, fed and mm. hydrated, like, how am I going to be able to provide that service? So Yeah, uh, yeah. And I think there's a crazy, there's something going on with interactions as well. And I think it, it's born from the internet and it's making its way into reality. And you see it in cities and it's dribbling into towns now because, you know, we're all just a bit behind each other kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's like people, we're all learning. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're yeah. all fucking adapting. Yeah, we're all just like slowly molding around like society yeah. as it moves along. It's crazy. Like anyway, the fucking <clears throat> this idea that people can be just be is so rude. Is is like they can just like say an order to you and that's it. There's no. Oh, believe me. I yeah. <laughs> You're preaching to the Lord right now. Yeah. Literally, it's like. It's like some people forget, like, and obviously I'm talking from a barista point of view. I work at a very high pace, very lots of customers every day, full ball, guns blazing. It's crazy how some people think that they are just owed a coffee every morning. And I'm thinking, hold on, I'm making you a coffee so you can wake up, so you can go to work. But I haven't even had a bloody coffee myself, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it is, you definitely do get surprised when you work in any sort of customer service, especially hospitality, because at the end of the day, you're being served. You're, you know, you're getting something and it's a fast reward for the customer. Yeah, dude. It's not a, it's not a, yeah, I've got to order something online and wait for three weeks for it, then I can be happy for it. Yeah, dude. And if you're not even happy in the first, for that three minute wait or the 30 second conversation that you have to have with somebody in the morning for them to wake up to have their coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, What's yeah. What's up? What's up? What is up in your life? Yeah. You know? Dude, I have this thing because like, I understand that like I kind of grew up in hospitality. I went to mining. I came back to hospitality with a coffee van. So I've got a fairly good understanding of like communication and what's kind of required in that setting. Yeah. And I definitely identified in that time that it's something that I can't consistently maintain over a long period of time. Yeah. I got a lot of appreciation out of spending time alone in trucks for 12 hours a day. Yeah. But I get a, everything I need out of this. You know, yeah. like I need human interaction. I jump yeah. on bike. I go do something. All right. Yeah. And you're you man of many talents. You've been... You're, always doing something different which is oh, yeah. which, which which as you said obviously works for you like your constant change yes constant, constant change yeah. you know but point that i'm making is what was the fucking point i was making <laughs> it's really easy to get sidetracked with both of us so i definitely yeah, i dude. definitely i definitely uh yeah dude yeah I, yeah man. then the problem is is like you, you were saying you were saying about how uh you know you've learned different things through different jobs and you can appreciate oh yeah and this is the thing when you identify that, when you go like, you know what, I don't fucking like having this conversation a hundred times a day, it's your responsibility to get another job. Exactly. And you know what? Go find something that you can do brilliantly. And brilliantly all the time. And love it. And that's the thing. When I, when I, you know, when I meet people, when I introduce myself to people, when I'm bloody talking to people, they say, oh, what do you do for work? I say, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a full-time barista. Yeah. And in their minds, I'm thinking, in, their, in my mind, I'm thinking... Oh, they just think I just make coffee, but I don't just make coffee. Yeah, you know, like there's people who work in hospitality should have a bloody golden badge and a ten percent discount every single bloody industry of the bloody world. Yeah, yeah, because it's something that if you make if you make it a full time and not just a gap filler, or if if you want to make a career out of it, it's actually a big you know it's a big thing personality wise, service wise. You've got to have a lot of strength within yourself to wake up every day yeah. to smile at five o'clock in the morning when somebody's ordering a yeah, coffee yeah, and to yeah. wish them a good day, you know? When so, you just like fucking get out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I fucking, I take my hat off to people in hospitality. Like I, like, I haven't seen you at work. I've seen Matt at work plenty of times yeah. and I'm just like... Matt's a bloody, yeah, he's a machine. How do you do this shit, man? I know. <laughs> so many fucking people. Yeah, dude. How the fuck do you have a smile on your face to the next person that you serve? Oh, when and, the, and the thing is, is that the next person that you serve, it's not their fault if the person three minutes before them was an absolute arsehole. Yeah. So you've got to have that constant, like, forgiveness every three minutes. Of serving somebody or for, or it's new like a fresh social palette. reset. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You're constantly resetting. And at the end of the day, but you need to do a fucking factory reset. 
So that factory reset, right? Hold on to that idea. It's my job to be good at marketing. It's my job to get the skill good at decorating clothes. It's my job to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. It's your job to factory reset every fucking 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So that's like the muscle that you have to exercise and get really good at. And that's what's going to determine your value in that industry. That's right. It's interesting, hey? Yeah. Because if you don't, if you're not aware of how many times you have to, you know, if you're not aware of what you're doing and, and the toll that it does take on you, no matter what industry or no matter what job you do, if you're not aware of that, then you're going to get to a point where it's going to hit you at once. But yeah. if you're aware of what you're doing, you know what you're doing, you know what, what industry you're in, you know what to expect, Yeah. then you can kind of set yourself up to success. That's right. And you can kind of go, okay, well, now I know that when you understand, I feel like one of the biggest things I've like realized about myself as an adult, kind of looking at my childhood as I was going through it all is I was constantly just trying to understand what was going on. Yeah. And the reason that I fucked around is because no one was taking the time to explain the structure. They'll yeah. give me all the bits in between. Yeah. They'll give me another structure. I'm like, well, it's all just shit in the sky. Yeah, literally. You know, it's like, why are we at school? What's this working towards? Yeah. Oh, well, you can do this. You can do that. How? It doesn't work. It doesn't make no, sense. No, you no. Know? It's like you're given all of the bloody pieces for a flat pack with no instructions and no box and you don't know what the fuck you're building yeah d- dude and i'm and i'll tell you something for free i'm fucking shit at flat packs i bought one flat pack my whole life yeah. and it was a fucking bedside table from kmart and it's still I broke a flat it. pack <laughs> no nah, i broke it i broke it and took it back and said it was missing a piece and i have never tried or attempted a flat pack that's since. some shit i would expect you to do i right? cannot do fla- <laughs> i cannot do flat packs and i never will do flat packs if oh, i can dude. buy something put together Already put together. If I see it on Kmart on the Kmart website for buddy forty bucks, but someone's selling it for sixty on marketplace already put together, I'll go and spend the sixty bucks. <laughs> I'm going to this cunt's house and pick myself up a fucking bedside table. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I will so not ever. You will never see me ever with a flat pack box in my arms Fuck walking man. out of Kmart. I look forward to shit that 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 has like assembly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm fucking like that adult Lego and shit is like a wet dream for me. I love that shit. I don't know if it's the ADHD. I don't know if it's the the what in me, but or maybe it's just because I'm a bloody typical gay man that just can't do anything bloody hang physical. On. But hang man. on, you're yes, a homosexual yes, man. Yes, yes, I am, Jake. Fucking yeah. hell! Didn't you know? <laughs> I thought you'd just a bit fruity or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that are just a little bit fruity, but no. Yes. Um, well, that's the fucking topic. Let's just get to it. Yeah, go for it. I love. Go this, on, go for it. There's this like, <laughs> and like it's all whispers. So like you know, getting a fucking uh, and like, dude, this is a thing. I, I'm going to use labels for the sake of like the conversation. It. And it's one of those, I'm not saying anything aggressively. No, somebody, I'm oh, not worried about you. I'm worried about these cunts yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah, no. yeah look, he called Nobody him. take offense. It's me that he's talking to. But <laughs> it's one of those things is like, a, okay, A, a lot of heterosexual guys, mm-hmm. or if they want to label, this, mm-hmm. label themselves as hetero, yep. don't want to have the conversation because they live in this like fog of they think it's gay to talk about anything gay. Yes, exactly. And one thing that I've learned over the years is that you can be the straightest of all straight or the gayest of all gay or the bisexualist of all bisexualists, mm. but within you and who you are and your own comfortability with yourself, that shows in the, A, the conversations that you make, B, the con- the people that you reach out to and even connect with. Yeah. But if you're sheltered so much to a point where you think you're too straight to even look at a gay person or have a conversation with them, you know, there's, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. You it's know? just such a weird so, thing. Like I, I, like, I grew up in a very 
kind of um i don't even know what the word is that i know there is a word to describe it but like organically racist organically homophobic you know like just just very and it was an infant it was lacking information yeah. from my parent society that's yeah. all it was that's what it was as they've grown up as well we've all matured and we've yeah. all got better as people and yeah. like now i try and every time i have those feelings that were wired into me i'm not feelings or thoughts i'm like hang on dude yeah. I still have to have that conversation. A lot of things I don't, but for yeah. the things that are left over, I still have that conversation. It's like, I don't feel like that. Come on. And it goes to show with, for example, you know, the men who have grown up their whole life and they've lived a very straight and narrow life. But as you said, generations have changed their pattern of their pattern of thinking and their thoughts or their, um, you know, what they stand by to the point where people are comfortable to come out when they're 50 years old yeah, yeah. and be with a man or be with a woman or whatever they please, you know? So the world is definitely evolving. And, and even in, I've only been on this earth for nearly 27 years, but it's changed a lot since I've known what, who and who and what I am, yeah. you know? So, and you know, anyone who knows me knows that I've always been kind of, I've always, from a very young age, you know, I was, I came out very young. I've never tried to, obviously, you know, back in the day when I didn't know and I wasn't comfortable and I wasn't confident in yeah, who I yeah, am yeah. or even what I was, Yeah, there was obviously denial and things like that. Yeah. But for me, coming out at such a very young age, it kind of set me up for a lot of things. It exposed me to a lot of things. It... Uh, it made me have conversations with people that I probably never knew that I'd have. Yep. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, bouncing back to what I was saying before, doesn't matter if you're the straightest of all straights, if you're comfortable within yourself, at the end of the day, we're all humans. Doesn't matter what anybody does in the bedroom, who they're attracted to, what what they do in their personal yeah. life. If you're a good cunt, you're a good cunt. Yeah. And look, this is the thing, like, as, as like, I guess I'm sort of a, a connection between individuals like yourself mm. and like my audience i guess and i know like dude i'm covered in tattoos i ride harleys a yep. lot of my mates are very similar yeah you know and it's like these typically are the sort of gentlemen they're not going to have these conversations because they're like what are you talking about that gay shit for yeah me? and it's like i know that you want to talk about this yeah not because you're gay yeah. just cause because it's interesting you're... yeah it's and interesting. because you've never they've never there's so many people that uh i've had conversations because i've got you know i've got plenty of straight straight mates yeah. and they've you know it's always kind of you know when I'm around the boys I'm a bit more blokey and when I'm around the girls I'm a bit more girly but when I've had conversations with my straight mates who have never even asked the questions that they're curious about but with me I'm an open book you can ask me anything and I'll answer it yeah. I literally a few weeks ago had a conversation with a mate of mine and he literally afterwards was like thank you so much and I was like thanks for what and he's like I've never actually asked these questions or ever um, had the opportunity to ask these questions yeah. <clears throat> with anybody, let alone a, like a gay person. So especially with somebody as open as me. And he literally thanked me for it. And I was thinking, you know, thank me. I'm just talking to you and answering your questions. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was kind of um, rewarding because I was thinking like, I've, I know that I've had many different conversations with many different people in different walks of life. And there's a lot of questions that people are either too scared to ask or never have the opportunity to or don't know the right people to ask. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm somebody who is open enough to answer you anyone's question about anything, for example, sexuality and things like that, then go for it, you know? I think it's a case of the snake eating its tail with a lot of these, um, like you say, 
too scared to. And I don't think it's a too scared to aspect. I think it's a confidence thing. And I think the confidence thing comes from how many conversations I've had with himself. Because I mean, if you're conscious, if you're self-aware and you're having conversations with yourself about whatever you think about all the time, you get to a certain amount of conversations. If you're aware enough. You get to a certain amount of conversations. You know what question you end up asking yourself? Well, am I gay? Yeah. And then you fucking, you do what you need to do to figure that out in yourself. And if that's asking questions, if that's, Whatever that is. You exactly. Know? And sometimes you just need, sometimes it takes, you need to meet one person to get all of the answers that you've ever even questioned, whether it's two questions, whether it's 200 questions, yeah. you know? And somebody who can give you some sort of clarity or words of experience or kind of wisdom from an, a different area of life, which you may be curious about or un, uneducated in. Yeah. Sometimes just meeting, having that one person to even just say the words out loud and have somebody else tell you instead of you constantly asking questions yeah. in your own mind, that and answers also, a lot. like fill a lot of gaps of assumptions as well, because I think like one thing that is for sure, like, I mean, I grew up all over like the Pilbara and Kimberleys and then like in my later teenage years here in Bunbury. And it's just super interesting, like, the fucking hearsay is crazy. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like the myths behind the gay life, I guess, if you can Mm -hmm. call it, that's the bit that's going to be cut out, the gay life. Yeah. Definitely. That's fucking the worst (laughs) way I could have worded it. The gay experience, I should say. Yes, yes. And it's just like, a lot of them probably are true, but I'm probably, there's probably, that's as like with anything, that's probably the fucking worst case scenario. Yeah. And the real experience obviously isn't that bad because I don't think yeah. there's all these men fucking pretending to enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. And I don't think that, I don't think that me as a 15 year old boy randomly woke up one day and was like, cool, I want to get bullied. I want to get, like yeah. she handed to me and I'm gone and I want to explain myself for the rest of my life, yeah. you know? So Yeah. But as I said, it can take one person to clarify a few things to give somebody else with a lot of questions clarity. Right. And I don't know. It, yeah. It just comes down to like I've uh, back what I was saying before, like comes down to how confident you are and how comfortable you are within yourself. I've got straight mates of mine who reply to every single one of my Instagram stories saying, you know, complimenting me, you're beautiful, I love you, I love you, bro, all of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And to me, when I see those things, I don't think, oh, he's being gay. Yeah. I think that's one of my friends who su- supports me yeah, and loves me. Show and love, yeah, yeah, you know? Doesn't matter who, what my sexual orientation is or what he is, yeah. or what his is or hers is, you know? Dude, I, I get the exact same thing. And usually yeah. the bigger the bloke, the fucking more love hearts and kiss, oh. kisses and... It's crazy. Yeah. When I say bigger the bloke, I mean scarier. Yeah. I don't mean... Oh, it. no, believe me. I've come across the biggest teddy bears in this world where the the thing is, is that with me, I have kind of no shame. If yeah. I see somebody, I'll walk up to him. If they're the scariest looking guy in the club, yeah. if they're the scariest, toughest looking guy in the pub, I'll still walk up to him and say, hey, mate, I just want to let you know, you're a bloody good looking short. Yeah, besides the fucking compliment at the end there, which actually, no, I'm fucking very susceptible to doing as well. I'm hopeless on the fucking drugs, man. I just tell everyone that, that you know what? You're a good cunt. You're probably going to yeah. do very well in life. Love the way you fucking head yeah, shaped, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I think that's a, that's a superpower that you and I have unlocked at a young age is the confidence to walk up to anyone. Yeah. And I think because of certain experiences and things that I have gone through or haven't gone through, they've kind of molded me into that kind of comp. It's given me that confidence. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you lack it for so long and then you find it, then you're going to want to use it. 
you know. Dude, it's like finding your dick for the first time. You're like, yeah. wait, I can just do this all the time. All the time. And then you're like, yeah. And once you do it, you're like, holy shit, like, I, I want to do this all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, I want yeah. to walk up to good looking people and <laughs> tell them. You're talking about the dick thing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, look, every, every guy wants to play with their bloody dick. But, you know, like, when you, when you find, when you, you know, when you do it once, when you walk up to the person that, when you walk up to the people that you never thought you'd walk up to or you never, you know, and I don't expect anything. With the scariest looking bloke in the yeah, pub, yeah, do you think yeah. I expect anything? Yeah. I just want to let him know that he's a bloody good looking chook. And if he, you know, I don't care how he takes it, but nine times out of 10, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, yeah. they say, fucking same, same back to you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a fucking, it, I say it's a superpower because it really is. Definitely. I think one thing that I bring up all the time is that people our age can't make phone calls. No. And it's like, I'm a, call me, I'm not, when my phone's going off text message wise, yeah. and I'm busy, or, yeah, I'm, cool. or I'm not, I don't want to bloody sit there. Yeah. Give me a call and say, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I tell you what, I've, that's that's something that I've actually honed in really well lately. I've, I, re I did this this morning, it's crazy. I was having a thing where something wasn't quite going how I thought it was going to go. Mm. And I called the person, I'm like, this is not going how I thought it was going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. Now I have, I have a very, like, I, I really strategize how I deal with situations because it's kind of a fucking important part of business yeah. really. Yeah. And you do, you have a lot of interpersonal relationships and conversations that you need to fucking, you yeah. need to deal with properly. And this was one of them where I was just like, this really just takes telling him exactly how I'm feeling and what's yeah. going on and what, where it's coming from. So he can understand that I'm not yeah. just blowing up. And just that feeling of like effectively communicating what the fuck is going on so yeah. they can go, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm either going to let you do your thing or work We'll get the it. answers out. That's like, right. That's not, right. Not, yeah. And, and one thing in this generation, which, you know, growing up and a, a majority of my friends being women. Yeah. And, you know, just this generation and, and being in touch with my feminine side. Oh, look, there's my grinder notification. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that one on silent. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like with this generation and, and being in touch with my feminine side as well as my masculine side, I've learned a lot from having girls as friends and I've also learned a lot from having guys as friends. But one thing that I've noticed that doesn't matter whether you're a guy or a girl, this generation plays the waiting game. Whether it's waiting on a Tinder message, waiting for them to text you first, waiting for them to come up to you in the pub and tell you that you look pretty. Mm. There's a lot of people that play the waiting game. But if you don't even know what the waiting game is, you're going to get the answer straight away. You know, like if you, mm. there's, and, that, and there's, it comes into a play with a lot of things. If you say, hey, feel, then it's out of your system and you're going to get either a, a resolution or, or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, you know, in so many different aspects of life, there's, there's little waiting games that people play, you know, and if you minimize the waiting game, you're going to get results quicker. Yeah, I think there's definitely, you kind of feel vulnerable in that situation because you're going, I'm upset. Yeah. And I'm up, and here's what I'm feeling. Yeah. And here's why I'm feeling that. Yeah. And sometimes you feel embarrassed saying the why because it is a silly yeah. reason. Like this particular thing was like, it's because I want to get content for my business. Yeah. And I feel like a fucking idiot saying it. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm 29. Yeah. And I shouldn't be saying it, but that's how I make money. Yeah. So I do need to take that seriously and it is fucking causing me chest pain. So let's fucking figure this out. You feel vulnerable but you take control of the situation yeah. by putting all the cards on the table, especially when it's with, when some, with someone that you fuck with. Exactly. If they care about you, yeah. then you can be emotional. Yeah. You know? And the realer and rawer 
Is that a word? Yeah, I think one of the them more was. real and the more raw <laughs> yeah. that you can be with somebody or be with people or be with communication, things like that. Those people that you find you can be that open, honest, uh, emotional person to yeah, or with yeah, or yeah. have interactions with, they're the people that you're going to get results from, whether yeah. it be ha- happiness or a good time yeah. or a nice photo with or a feeling of just being content around somebody, yeah. you know? So, or you can, sometimes it's not a choice, but a lot of people do play the waiting game and, you know, they'll wait for somebody to reach out to them to talk to them or they'll wait to... Hey, do for, you know what that is, though? You know? That's bitch shit. Yeah. That's bitch shit. Yeah. I'm not waiting for anything. Don't be a fucking bitch. Man, and actually, I'll tell you what, one thing that, uh, yeah, I've, I, I like realised that I realized that pretty young and I feel like the momentum of like just realize of like putting it into practice gets to a certain point where like right now I have an idea that like at the moment it's getting a computer. Yeah. So the next thing I need in my in my arsenal of equipment mm-hmm. is a computer and it's mm-hmm. three and a half thousand I don't have the fucking three and a half thousand dollars. Three and a half thousand right? dollars, yeah shit. There's a lot you could buy a car with that. It's an interesting amount of money, right? Yeah. But it's like I don't even really fucking think about it i just go into like how do we attain that yes because that's what i need yes it's not it's not so much the it's three thousand five hundred dollars and going on about the amount the amount the amount it's the actual you know the item that is going to provide it's the fiber it doesn't matter one thing that i've learned over many years of my life is that money is you know it'll come and go you'll have nothing you'll have everything so if you've got it use it to get something that makes you happy or it's going to help you in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, which is a pretty, uh, you know, what I'm about to say is pretty like, bit, you know, Gory. abrupt. Yeah. But the matter of the fact is that you could, something could happen and you could die tomorrow and you're either going to have $800 in your account or 800000 in your account. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying don't have savings and don't have a safety net. I'm saying, I literally shared a thing today saying, you can get money back, but you can't get time back. So yeah. go spend that $100 on having drinks with the girls. Go to that bloody birthday event yeah, and yeah, get yeah. buy an outfit, you know? Like... I think there's like... This is a thing though, because... So I, you know what, Jake? I'll tell you right now. You spend that $3,000. Yeah, I've got to fucking find it first. Yeah. But the point being is, is like, not that thing of like, oh, you know, black ink would be good with a business. It's like, black ink will be... Uh, sorry, black, black ink would be good with a new computer. Mm. It's like, no, no, no. Black ink is going to be better with a new computer. Mm-hmm. That's what we're getting. And then it's going to be something wild after that, something wild. And I yeah. don't know how any of it's going to happen, yeah. but that's what we're doing. Yeah. You know? But it's happening. Yeah, that's right. It's and happening. When we trace that back to what we're talking about, which is, I guess we didn't really define it, but like, you know, person A approaching person B yeah. in some environment, you know, in a dating scene or whatever. Yeah. It's like, if you're the person who's waiting on someone else, you're going to wait your whole life for everything. Exactly. You're going to... And if- your plate's always going to be empty. Yeah. You know? And no matter what, <clears throat> no matter what experience, no matter what position and no matter what situation you're in or have been put in in life, you can either use it to a positive or a negative light. You can sit there in that negative spot and you can think negatively or you can, which may take time, you can come to terms with the position that you're in or the situation that you're in or the predicament that you're in. And then you can think forward. And if you're thinking forward, eventually you're going to move forward. Because right. if you're thinking backwards or you're thinking about a certain thing that may be bad that's keeping you stagnant, you're only going to stay there. But the matter of the fact is, is that if you're thinking forward, 
you're already creeping forward and that's going to turn into steps. Dude, it's, um, you know, there's this, this crazy thing that I've talked about on my podcast, which I know got 15 views. So I'm pretty safe to repeat it because I know no one's going to know it. But I um, one of the things that actually, basically everything changed when I read this book here. It's called um, Think and Grow Think Rich. Think and Grow Rich. By Napoleon Hill. It's a super old book that's just... Yeah, I put that in my basket. Dude, it's wild one of the things in there it says is to like come up with your basic basically a mission statement what you're trying Mm -hmm. to achieve and outline how you're going to achieve it make it about make it how long it needs to be yeah right and you realize that this mission statement they ask you to say it when you first wake up and right before you go to sleep yeah what other practice do you do where you say something rehearsed before you wake up when you go to sleep yeah prayer yeah right yeah this fucking act of prayer right and i've got this three page thing that i rehearse every morning and every night have done for the past 18 months yeah and everything in that fucking thing yeah. is coming true. Yeah. It's insane. You're putting it out to the universe. You're putting... Dude. You're putting aspirations, positivity, and you're asking something of the world. But if you kept all of that in your mind, you're not putting it out to the you're universe to it get real. it back to you. Exactly. You know what the crazy part about all of that is? Is at one point in my life, I had to sit down and go, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And think, am I crazy for writing something on a piece of paper, which I'm going to read Dude. to myself every morning and every fucking night? Until am I, I crazy? Until am I, I crazy? It, and then I'm going to keep exactly. saying Exactly. You know, it's wild. When I first wrote it, my goal was to make... Uh, $500,000 before my 29th birthday. And on my 29th birthday, I had about 70 bucks in my account. Yeah. So I went back to the fucking drawing board and I said, right, I'm going to have a million dollars by the time I turn 30. Yeah. Instead of bitching out, I was yeah. like, no, 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 let's fucking yeah. raise the stakes. Because, yeah. dude, yeah. what, even if I fall short, yeah. who fucking cares, yeah, dude? Yeah, exactly. You know? And if you, and, and on your 29th birthday when you had 70 bucks, instead of going backwards and saying, okay, now we'll lower the, the 500,000 or whatever amount yeah, you yeah, said yeah. to a lower amount so it's more attainable, uh, attainable yeah. why not raise it even harder so you work harder? And if you put, instill that in yourself, you know, like if you're constantly thinking forward, you're going to move forward. And, you know, if you're constantly a go-getter, then you're going to get it. Well, the structure of my mind is now set that I will be a millionaire one day. Yeah. Like, whether or not that's airy, fairy, wishful thinking. And whether it's in two days, two months, doesn't matter. or 20 years. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the fucking crazy part is I'm having all the fun now. Mm-hmm. Because I know when all this ramps up, I'm going to be a lot busier. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the shit that I'm going to go. Remember when I just had to deal with like $1,000 days? Yeah. And like a release where I had 20 things to sell? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like this Holy is- shit, I've got seven warehouses now. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And like- the crazy part about it is, is it can actually take any direction from here. Yep, you know, literally. these fucking event days we're having, the content yep. we're creating, the fucking podcast. Yep. Like, it was a t-shirt brand 10 minutes ago. Yeah, we moved into this house a year ago. Yeah. You know? And yep. it's like, now it's just fucking off butthound. Let's not talk about black ink. What I want to know about is this fucking crazy underworld of hetero guys that okay. are not hetero. Oh, God. I know, I'm going to need a sip of water for this one. Like, I'm not going to get you to name and shame mm-mm, because mm-mm. obviously you can't, you know? I would never. Um, that's part of your fucking, um, I don't, it's part of my specialty. Dude, that's part of your value as a gay man is to not fucking, not spill the beans. Yeah. Look, so, you know, as I, as I mentioned before, and as a lot of people know who know me, I've, you know, I've kind of always been known as Mitch the gay guy. Yeah. Because from a very young age, before I even knew all the people that I know today or who know me. Dude, you're the token gay character in my life. (laughs) Like you know, you were like, the first person in the in in like the group of people that I hung out with. It's like, oh, he he actually says he's gay. That actually is the gay like, one. He, yeah, he is gay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like you can ask him, and he'll be like, yeah, I'm gay. You yeah. know. I remember that you were like the the anomaly. It's just like the time I grew up in. <laughs> yeah. That was the case. 
And I think that, I don't know, I think that, um, as I said, because I come out at such a young age, it definitely did ex- expose me to a lot of things. And I think because I, uh, you know, maybe not when I was younger, but I was known to be gay. But now I'm an extremely confident in knowing that I'm gay. Obviously, I know I'm gay. But yeah. what I'm getting at is, like, I've been exposed to a lot of things. And because I'm so comfortable and confident within myself, there's a lot of people that see that and think, when they meet me or when they when I interact with them, they might not even think in the beginning like, oh yeah, I'm going to go talk to him because I want to kiss him. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I think that a lot of a lot of times there's people who, you know, I just be myself too and they think, fuck, I'll give him a kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's the other side to it where <laughs> That was so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> give him a kiss. Yeah, well, it's, it's, well, it's very normal. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. very normal. I think... It's pretty sad, but you know, I definitely can. Po- I definitely can confidently say that I've been with a lot more straight men than gay men. Really, and for me, I think I'm cool enough to, or mature enough that if I get with a guy, no matter what his orientation is, if it's not gay, yeah, say he's straight or curious or whatever, I don't think that him doing something with me makes him gay. I think. You're a human who's enjoying a human. Oh, dude, yeah, this fucking... And this is the thing, like, the, 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 this whole... So like, much stigma around... This word, yeah. that's what it is. And, like, this thing of, like, you being gay, and, like, I really like the definition that Brian Callen gives on The Fighter and the Kid. He's like, you know when you're gay? No, sorry, Dr. Drew gives this fucking definition. He mm-hmm. goes, you know you're gay when you like fucking men. Mm-hmm. That is like when yeah. it's like a, a, an occurring thing yeah. in your life yeah. that you seek out. That's when you know you're gay. Yeah. You know, and it's like... And, but, but because there's so many men who grew up in the generation that we were talking about before of our parents and things yeah. like that. But now that the world's changing and people are changing and a lot more things are open and spoken about and things like that, there's so many men which sadly do have made a straight life. They've yeah. built the house. They've had the kids. They've yeah, got yeah, married. Yeah. But now that the world's evolving, they're kind of thinking, I can do it if I want. Yeah. I have a lot of things that, um, like a lot of, a lot of risks in doing this action with somebody, Yeah. but it's more, it's, it's going to, it's not going to be as bad. Yeah. Like for an example, not even literally not even kidding you before I come here, yeah. there was a guy messaging me 34 years old. He's literally messaged me saying, I'm just watching my kids play rugby, yeah, yeah. playing rugby. And he's like, look, I really, I, I've got a wife. I can't, I've got to kind of like, you know, be careful about how I do this. And I said, look, I was like, I don't, even if I'm just somebody Dude. to talk to, like, I don't, I don't expect anything. And I respect the fact that a lot of people are in a lot of different situations. That's wild. Dudes are so logical. That's the part I, the, the probably the part that blows my mind the most is like, the, the conversations of gay men because yeah. men are so mechanical mm-hmm. and we're so fucking horny all the time <laughs> that it's just like, I imagine like, okay, for complete fucking uh, transparency with yep. the audience, obviously I've had an OnlyFans account before, which yep. tailored like a 99.5% of my audience was gay men. Yep. And I would communicate with these gay men for, you know, like an exchange for media, for money. You know, I had an OnlyFans. They went on there. They saw videos. All the it's rest. OnlyFans. Everyone's fucking done it. Everyone's yeah, subscribed to somebody. Everyone's... Yeah, but you know? what I'm saying is, is I've seen these conversations. Yeah. And one thing that blows my mind, that the, the interesting part about that is we're talking about a straight man 
who, you know, air quotation straight, who's yeah. having this conversation was like, if I'm going to do this, this is how I have to do it. Yeah. And it's like, you're putting it in black and white. Yeah. You're a fucking animal. Yeah. That's wild. And one thing that I think a lot of straight men who may be curious or fruity, as you mentioned at the yeah. beginning, <coughs> is that gay men are straight the fuck up. As I said, I'll walk up to the scariest looking guy and say, you're good looking, right? Oh, yeah. Gay men time. are the most straight up people in the whole world. Yeah. They, th they will literally like, and I think that there's an easiness about it, which, you know, where I know that there are straight men who, who just like having their dick sucked and it's so easy because gay men are so willing and so yeah, yeah, easy about, about it, it yeah. you know? So there's a big ease about it as well. And there's a lot, a lot, a lot of stigma around you know, just people don't want to be gay. They want to literally like, um, uh, I made a TikTok the other week okay. and the caption was, it was some funny audio. I you got like a TikTok, like when you came out. No, 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 no. So no. like a gay no, thing. No, like... no, it is a gay thing though. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 right, the caption on the screen was when you literally thought he was gay because he fucked you. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's like, yeah. like, it's like how stupid, and, and the audio was something like, how stupid am I? Yeah. Because, but it's like, that's how, that's how it is. Like they, they literally, because they're either not comfortable or they're in denial or they have too many, too many risks in doing it. Yeah. You know, it's not a gay, it's not gay to them. But I'm thinking, I'm a fucking man. I'm fucking gay. You're the one doing whatever you're doing. Like. Yeah. It's such a weird thing because it really does. It really exposes that shallowness of men in general mm -hmm. to completely isolate their feelings and go, this is all about what's happening for me. And it's like, yeah. there is also another person here, yeah. you know? And like, we seem to so easily, and like, I'm admitting it, we seem to so easily do it to females. Yeah. And it's taken a lot of awareness and like realizing like, what is the experience that they're having while exactly. I'm doing this? Exactly, You know, and tailoring my experience to that. I think because these men that we're talking about have been fantasizing for so long or they've been working themselves up to a point where oh, they're just yeah, going to explode. Yeah, yeah. They're only worried about their experience. Yeah. And that's something that if you're a gay man and you have or do sleep with straight men, which is a lot more common than anybody wants to admit. Yeah. That's something you kind of forfeit as the gay one being fucked. If that's, yeah, that's you know, wild because, because like you, you do, you put yourself second because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to make it what they want in a sense of, for me, I like to make people comfortable no yeah. matter what I would, I would rather sit on a, I'd rather sit down and get to know somebody first before they get the prized possession. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. it's, but there's a lot of, you know, the gay community is crazy and it will never not be crazy. Yeah. It's such a fucking it's so interesting because like, obviously I was actually listening to this podcast yesterday, um, of this ex escort went into porn, like male. Yeah. And, um, he was talking about the difference between like what a male escort does and what a female escort does. And like, essentially a female escort is like, they're purely just for sex. Like the, yeah. the rest is the fruit around the edge. Yeah. But the male escort is creating an entire fucking eight hour experience, experience that finishes with sex. Exactly. You know, and probably because finishes after sex as well because you know? these men who are doing this who are sleeping with gay men or are seeing male escorts and things like that they've been working this up in their mind for so long they've been denying it for so long they've been fantasizing it for so long yeah that when it comes to it it is a whole experience yeah you know? yeah 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 and you know it's crazy much like the first time you fuck anyone of any gender 
it's fucking not what you think. It's probably uncomfortable, and you, yeah, and you're gonna you kind of leave. Like I remember when when I lost my virginity, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like this is terrible, you know. And not that I had a terrible experience. I'll tell just, you a funny story, right? Oh, and if the person's listening, they that's fine. But when I lost my virginity to a woman, right? Right, that was actually my next question. Yeah. Like, you fucked a chick? Yeah, yeah I yeah. fucked women. Yes, I have. You got like a, a decent body count of chicks? No, not no. No, so because, no, because I, the thing is, like, as like someone who like whether you were knowing or not, like obviously nah, you had a touch to your feminine I, side. I think I've had sex with three women, or t- two or three women in my whole life. Man, but when I uh, when I <laughs> when I first lost my virginity at a very young age to a girl, she patted me on the back and said, you're a man now. (laughs) And I literally was thinking, yeah, holy (laughs) shit. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Right. So that was, yeah, that was interesting. And and another interesting thing is, is that like, (laughs) I know you're you're a man man now. now. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I, yeah, it was very, very confronting. And I think, from that moment onwards, I was thinking, well, shit, if I'm a man now, what the fuck do I actually like? Because I'm thinking, I'm watching gay porn, but I'm sleeping with women. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, really? You know? I, but I was, I thought that was normal. Not normal, but normal nah, for me. whatever you do is your normal, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know? It's so fucking crazy that a lot of your, and obviously this doesn't come to sexual orientation. This is more of like a, uh, your choice of like pornographic fucking yeah. genre but a lot of it comes down to like what you're into now is the shit that you stumbled across to begin with yeah you know your first sexual yeah. experience will pretty much shape what you're going to be into the rest, yeah. of the rest of your life and dude this is the thing like i i think about um like oh man i don't know how to say that without sounding shallow probably shouldn't i just think about like i look <laughs> at i look at what i'm attracted to yeah and i try and trace it back to where it started yeah and you're like oh there's some correlation yeah everything yeah. kind of makes sense and it's funny, it's like, is that is that the only distinction between, like, who you're going to be attracted to and who you're not going to be attracted to? Because yeah. some people who are attractive, I'm like, they look like fucking mental issues to me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. into that. Yeah. And going back to what you said about, you know, uh, either early experiences or early realizations of what you're attracted to and things like that. Me, as a, you know, as I said come out of the closet early, experienced a lot of things early. You, yeah, you're definitely molded by initial, when you find something for the first time, if you find an awesome bloody toy, not talking sex toy, yeah. but an awesome toy as a kid, you know, like you're, you, you're like, fuck yeah. You're talking about the guy who's got over 300 Hot Wheels, hey? Yeah. Perfect yeah. example. That's exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you know, it's, yeah, it's just one big crate. Sexuality and people in that category is just one big crazy thing. And I could honestly talk about it for days with experiences I've had and people that I've come across. But all I can say is that being exposed to a lot of things from a young age and uh, being uh, out, you know, it's taken many years to get to the point where I can sit here right now and say, yep, I'm gay. Yeah. And... <clears throat> And everyone knows it and I'm not afraid of it and I'm not scared of it and I don't care what you think of it. I know who I am. Doesn't matter what your interpretation of being gay is or, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who I am. I know what I'm attracted to and 
you know, everything that's moulded me has happened for a reason. So I think, given your circumstance, <coughs> like looking at everything very logically, given your circumstance, as in you're growing, you're living in a time now where it's it's more and more acceptable as the day go, days go by. But you probably it was a favourable time when you came out. It wasn't the best, but you've had to go through some adversity. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that's like one of your tools going through this experience is your ability to turn the gay up and down. Yeah, because like I know that you know that yeah. I don't fuck with you yeah. know lardy da yeah. the fruity stuff yeah. and it's like well, it's it's awesome because <coughs> I, I see you fuck around with um with like the girls because yeah. obviously you have a great relationship with Riz yeah. and her friends and the rest yeah. and it's like I really appreciate I really appreciate that effort because obviously like I have to be a different person for other people and yeah. one thing that like I don't know if this resonates with anyone but one thing that I've experienced is men who are gay and need to tell you with every transaction they have with you exactly yeah. and there's there's, you can cut this if you want. <laughs> There's a difference between being gay and a poofter. Yeah. I don't need to, in every breath that I take, make it known that I'm gay. I'm happy if I meet someone and, you know, I'm only going to meet them once. Like, you know, meeting somebody on a night out or whatever. Yeah. And they don't straight away, they might think, oh yeah, I think you might be gay. Yeah. But I've definitely learnt, and I think I'm emotionally mature enough that I know when to turn it off and on and when to turn it up or down. Yeah. And I think that with me, I find a happy medium with a lot of people because I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to push it in people's faces, but I also don't want to, don't want to hide who I am. Yeah. No, I'm not going to change completely for whoever I'm around. I'll always be myself and I've always been outspoken, uh, extroverted person yeah, yeah that's yeah. the word yeah very been a very out there person but i do know when to you know when to turn it down and things like that because as you said you've seen me with the girls uh, it's not that i'm a whole different person but i'm just around the girls yeah you yeah. know i think um and like this is a thing man like there's a lot of there's a lot about me that I, I think what I'm trying to do is create a point of comparison, you know, because obviously the thing we're talking about is like how much you express this orientation yep. through communication, right? Yeah. So when I try and think about what it is for me and like what, what that might be in my life is like, obviously expressing heterosexuality isn't really, I mean, you kind of do do it anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, I think like there are things that like even black ink, like I know a lot of the times when I'm meeting someone for the first time, they don't fucking yeah. care about black ink. I yeah. don't want to have that conversation. It's yeah. like just being there for them and having that moment yeah. and adjusting like the energy. Reading, reading the energy, reading the yeah, vibe, yeah, yeah. knowing what to say and what not to say. Yeah. And when you've got that skill and that talent to play it cool when you need to and be cool when you need to, yeah, like that's a good skill to have because it means that you know how to read the room, you're you know, um, observant of people and, and, and cautious around certain people. I'm not going to be at the pub with every motherfucker in high vis yeah. and be prancing around. That's yeah. uh, number one. That's not really who I am anyway, but you know, there's a, there's a time and place for everything. And there's also in that same breath, there's people, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And there's a, there's a certain person for every situation. Yeah, that's right. So Yeah. I think that having that skill is definitely something that I'm proud of because, yeah. uh, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, somebody's still going to know who I am and what I stand for, but I don't need to. Being gay is just, it's not who I am, it's just what I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and there's yeah, a big difference, you know? Yeah. yeah, man. And I mean, look, you know you know what a fucking interesting point of fucking reference is here? Like, I know a lot of dudes identify with being 20-something covered in tattoos and ride a Harley. 
Yeah. That's what they tell you. Yep. Everything, everything they do is that. And you know what? I fucking all the power to them because yep. I know what it. I know what it's like trying to be being a guy trying to have something that you can yep. identify through. Yeah. And unfortunately, the amateur way of doing it is being the guy who rides a Harley. That's, that's yeah. something that I do, but it's not, as you say, it's not what I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm, again, I'm covered in tattoos, but if I can, not even actively, if they're covered yeah. up, they're covered up. If they're not, they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm on black ink with my fucking shirt off every 10 seconds, yeah. which I could be doing, yeah. you know? But then you see these guys where it's like, I get what you're doing, but that's level one. Yeah. That's not who you are. No, that's who you want to be seen as. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know like... You are not a Harley. You are not a tattoo. You know, there's a lot of things. And so that's something that I wanted to, you know, maybe, you know, another point that I wanted to make was that there's a, there's two things. There's a lot of people who are surface level, right? Yeah. And if you're surface level to the point where you, you are materialistic things or you are what you have yeah. and things like that, that's not, that's like, what you are, but who you are, you know, there's Some a lot values. of, cert- yeah. And, uh, but if, if you know who you are down here really well, you're that, that line is going to disappear. It's going to break away yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like you should be a whole circle, you yeah. know, and there's a big difference between cockiness and confidence. Yeah. hundred percent. And you know, a big difference. And when you, when you're mature enough to know the difference between those two words, that shows a lot. And it also shows a lot between the respect that people could have for you or do have for you. Yeah, man. And the crazy thing about this is it just, that fucking line between cockiness and confidence comes from fucking experience, dude. Like I put myself in shitty situations as often as possible so that I can deal with any situation. Yeah. If you keep putting yourself in favorable things, all you know is that you can handle a favorable life. Exactly. I want to know if I can do the extra push-up. I want to know. Exactly. Like the other day, fucking four o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and I had this, I can't even say what it is on the podcast because it's a fucking part of a thing, but it could have waited till Monday. And I'm like, he's about two and a half Ks away. I can fit it in the backpack, four o'clock Friday. I can get back, have that done. I've got a fucking something going on at six. I had that live uh, live thing on my Instagram at 6.30, which is a fucking mind fuck, bro. Yeah. So what do I do? I get on my push bike and just fucking, nah, I can fit it in, do wheelies the whole way and shit. You know what I mean? It's just fucking, oh. I'm going to make it happen. Oh, dude, it's fucking crazy. And and, and the thing is, is that, you know, with that, that sentence that I said, that there's a big difference between cockiness and confidence, that is in a lot of aspects of life. That's in work life, personal life, sex life, you know, connection, communication ways. Like you, you don't ever want, well, Look, some people might, but I certainly fucking don't. You you never want somebody to look at you and think, fuck, he's a cockhead. Yeah. But if you look at somebody and you think, shit, they know that they're beautiful. Yeah. They stand by what they say. They mean what they mean and they, you know, they, they are who they are. Then you're going to kind of admire that, not be turned off by that or be resilient against them, you know? Yeah, it's interesting, the compliment game. Uh, it's like... When take like a, a male trying to impress a human, a human trying to impress a human, and, and the one human, fuck man, I'm just gonna say, a dude, impressing a chick, I'm sorry, I made it too BT for myself, yeah. bro, I'm a fucking yeah. idiot. So, dude's trying to impress a chick, and he's like, you know, you you fucking, you're so hot, you know, like, let me make you dinner, and she's like looking at him like, well, like if you don't have any value, then what you say is valueless. Exactly. You know, and it's like that. 
but that's the thing. You prove your own value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have, everybody has the, the, they're living their own life. Yeah. If you put it out that you're a shit person, then people aren't, they're, they're going to think that your words are shit. Yeah, that's right. But if you, you know, if a guy, say for the, for that example, if a guy who, you know, put himself out there in a genuine way and said, I want to cook you dinner but they're a good person, you're going to think, they're doing that because they're a nice, really good person. I'm actually going to appreciate it. Not, yeah, let me cook you dinner so I can fuck you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and this is a thing, like, somehow, somehow we have this thing built into our intuition that, like, I feel when I walk up to someone and I say, like, hey, how you going? Like, not that I'm trying to fucking flirt with anyone or whatever, but, you know, like, even a business interaction where, hey, how you going? Yeah. I'd love to sit down and have coffee and, and see if we can work together on something. Yeah. I hope that I'm translating with my tone, with my energy, my confidence yeah. that, like, yeah. we're going to organize coffee and I'm going to meet you there and I'm going to come prepared. Yeah. And we're going to talk about something. We're going to come up with a plan. I'm going to execute it. Yeah. And I'm telling you that and you're yeah. believing that. Yeah. You know? And getting... And it's not even getting down to somebody's level because nobody is above anybody else. But getting on somebody's level or getting on the same page with somebody yeah. while conversing, while communicating, you know, somebody's going to take you seriously. Yeah. If you if you walked in all fucking puffed up, big boy. Yeah, controlling Oh, yeah, no, nah, I want to catch out for a yeah, business deal. Yeah. They wouldn't take you seriously. Yeah. But if you say, hey, like, look, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm trying to achieve. Would you mind? I'd absolutely love the opportunity. Yeah, Not, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a way to go about things in, in certain manners, you know? Yeah, and I think there's also like, this is something that comes with like uh, business experience, I guess. There's also ways of having those, like meeting someone on the same level and also letting them know that like you're that, not, you're, that you're serious. serious. And it's not yeah. that you're not to be fucked with, it's that you're, you've got a goal. Yep. And like, you know what you're standing by. Dude, like with this content conversation I was having, like yeah. that's what I'm trying to achieve out of this experience. Yeah. And this is getting in the way. We need to reassess. Yeah. You know? So it's, I think they're like, yeah, it's just fun, dude. The whole topic of communication is super fun because the better you get at it, the more you get out of life. Yeah. You know? Without communication, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. Because... With <laughs> the communi- deepest thing you've said the whole podcast, <laughs> bro. Without talking, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know what you're saying. Yeah. Without talking, we wouldn't even be here. <laughs> but, you know, like communication is key in a lot of different aspects, especially in relationship-wise, whether that's your friend, your family, your partner. You know, communication's key. Yeah. Open communication, having respect for each other's feelings, knowing, like, giving each other space, things like that. But... In terms of building a connection, like you've got a, like I shared something the other day. No, actually I have a bottle. So one of my best mates, Braden, absolutely love him. Best bloke in the whole bloody world. For my birthday last year, he bought me a, a bottle of happy pills. Oh yeah. They look like a cap. Yeah. And you open them up and inside it's a little like, um, what's those fortune cookies? Yeah, it's one yeah, of those yeah. things where they're positive little affirmations that you read. Yeah. And one of them the other day was, what was I going to say? ADHD kicking in. Yeah, sick. <laughs> so, what was it? Uh, yeah, completely forgot. But it was something along the lines of like your communicate. Like so it was something to do with like communication is key. So use that communication positively. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah, communi- without communication, you wouldn't be anywhere. So well, you communication know, is a vehicle of energy. Yeah, you know. So it's like if you can, you can kind of like pave that road with positivity. You can pave it with negativity. But the one thing that you can do is control that choice. Yeah, you know, like this is the thing. Like you know, you 
I, t- I, I fucking I, I love this this anecdotal story that happened to me when I was younger. I was riding Hello, around really? my fixed gear push bike at some bullshit time in the morning with a role model at the time, uh, a mate of mine, Derek, and he was like the group of the leader of this group that I was riding with, a fixie group, by the way. And um, it was like three in the morning or something, and we're crossing Jesus. this road on our push bikes. But this was a normal thing. It was like a Thursday morning. I used to go up every Wednesday night and do the group ride, and we'd yep. fuck around, drink beers and shit. Three o'clock in the morning, we're crossing this road and this woman's walking and um, and he's like, hey, how you going? She's like, hey, yeah, good, not bad, how are you? And we rode off and there was like silence and Derek like looks at me and he goes, man, you got to say hello to people yeah. like, as much as you can because if you don't say hello to people, then no one says hello to you. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. Yeah, that's a... Re- Do you that know is, how that, that is really is? fucking real, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. Because like I even find now, like I'll be riding down the street and like doing a wheelie down the main street. Yeah. And you look I've eyes... I've seen ya. Dude, you lock eyes to someone smiling and it changes them. They're yeah. like, oh shit, look at this yeah. dickhead, you know? Literally, like if you're not willing to, you know, put a millimeter into this world, you're not going to get a centimeter yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So... Yeah, there's a lot of give and take in this bloody world, but communication, you've got to give a fuckload of it. Dude, I think the fucking... i got to build a name for the podcast around communication because it's all I end up talking about with everyone. Well, it's what the fucking podcast is. It's yeah. communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, so, true. Um, I did have a fucking... Yeah. I did have a... <coughs> oh, yeah, no. Just the, just the fucking classic. Like, give us, give us the wildest thing that you've ever experienced in this journey of yours. Because I know... What sense? It, Oh, like man. my gay journey. Yeah, well, fucking give us one of those stories. I mean, dude, I know, like, if you just said wild story to me, I've got four of them on standby. So if you got something similar, give us one of those. Yeah, do you want to, okay, do you want to know, I wouldn't call this wild, but weird. Is that okay? Yeah, let's go. God. So, <clears throat> so, I, uh, as a gay man, there's an app called Grinder. Mm-hmm. It's basically a grid of naked men. Yeah. All wanting sex. As I was mentioning before, it's fucking easy to find sex with men. Right. I'm not somebody to message someone twice, get their address and go over. Right. Right? I did it. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know who the fuck this guy was. Yeah. I saw a photo and thought, bloody hell, you're a good looking shook, aren't you? You're, you're pretty fit. Yeah. So I went over. Uh, yeah, look, it definitely was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, it was a woman. <laughs> no, it was, it was somebody who was... Um, Definitely in need of a lot of help. Uh, so I initially went over, obviously, for physical intercourse. Yeah. Uh, he was appearing, you know, the photos. I was thinking, yeah, he's like a gym boy. He's going to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Anyway, I rocked up. I <laughs> he The address that he gave me. This was, bearing in mind, this was the night before I moved back down south. My, my life was in my car, packed to the brim. I couldn't even... The only seat that was free was the driver's seat, awesome. right? And That's I thought, an awesome fuck setting. it. Yeah. I thought, fuck it. I'm going to drive my life to this guy's house. Yeah. I rocked up. The address that he gave me was a childcare centre. So, oh, yeah, and I messaged him saying, hey, I think you may have given me the wrong address. Yeah. And he said, oh no, just walk around the corner and you'll see me out the front. Nah. So I went... <laughs> So I did. <laughs> I was thinking, fuck it. Uh, he knows I'm here. He knows where I am. I'm here. My wife's in my fucking car. I was thinking, what the fuck have I got to lose? I was thinking, <laughs> it, it's all or nothing. I yeah. went inside the house. He took me into his room. His bedroom door was broken. Yeah. We laid down on the bed and he's like, I was like, so like, do you want to chat first? Like, we didn't even talk online. Like, who are you? Yeah. He's like, oh, um, I've got a beer in the fridge. Anybody who knows me, oh, 
talking of it, I actually get a beer. Yeah, fucking all. Um, anybody who knows me knows that I drink beer. That's my drink of choice. Yeah. He said, I've got one beer in the fridge. And I said, okay. So he got two glasses and poured a beer. Oh, he poured a beer. Oh, you know what that is? That's a gay cunt. <laughs> he, he poured he poured a some bullshit craft beer yeah. into two cups. And I sat there and turned into a psychologist. Hell yeah. He was... Yeah, it was... Uh, all in all, in the end of it, there was no sexual intercourse. Basically, I was... I was you know, I'm a big girl and it, you know, it takes a big girl a lot for, you know, to want to be comfortable around somebody, to yeah, want to be confident. And, uh, you know, I was literally fucking, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. And in the end, he told me that he's a music producer and he's trying to get into Hollywood. Uh, he told me that he's addicted to sniffing underwear. And at that point I said, Dude. I said, look, mate, uh, I literally said to him, I'm really sorry that this is the weirdest situation I've ever found myself in. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to happen. And the last words I ever said to him were, take care. And his last words to me were... Can I have your underwear? No. His last words to me were... <laughs> his last words to me were, you need money to do that. And I said, all right, well, all the best. But he... As I said, I didn't even have a conversation with him before I went over. <laughs> yeah. I went over to this random guy's house at 11.30 at night, parked at a childcare centre, and fucking walked around the corner to find this guy out the front. The first question that he asked me was, did you have a shower before you come here? I said, of course I did. Like, who do you think I am? Of course. I was like, yeah, why? And he said, damn it. And I said, why? Oh, I was thinking, yeah. what, he wants to have a shower with me? Like, what's the go? Mm. And he was like, nah, I'm like addicted to sniffing underwear, like worn underwear. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm like the cleanest person that you're ever going to come mean? across. So you probably should have stated that before you gave me your address at 11.30 at night, mate. Yeah, dude. Like, it was fucking... At the same time, like, you know what I fucking... Half of this, I'm like, you know what? This isn't even that bad because the dude's just a dude. And I get dudes. Dudes are fucked, you know? Yeah. Like, chicks aren't any better, but dudes are pretty fucked. But like the story is worse. It gets worse. Oh, like right. he, when we were laying there, he said to me, you know, we were meant to be having intercourse. I was, you know, trying to get there. There was like, you know, a bit of uh, foreplay, things like that. And I was right. thinking, cool, I've just got to put up with this bullshit and it's going to be the best sex of my life. He said to me, do you want some jungle juice? I said, no, thank you. Oh man, I would have said yes. He said, well, I'm going to have some. And I said, <laughs> yeah. okay, you do that. In this moment in time, I was thinking, this cunt's fucking weird. Like, I don't know what he's going to be like when he huffs this jungle juice. He blacked out. Sick. And when I'm talking he blacked out, he literally had a fit next to me in the bed. And I was yeah. sitting there thinking, my life's in my car, packed in a childcare center car park. Yeah. I'm laying here while this guy's blacked out next to me who loves to sniff underwear and I have no idea what his name is. What the fuck am I doing? Fuck, you had to leave and delete the conversation yeah. and delete your profile. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it was a definitely shut the door and block. That's fucking So that's crazy. just one of many <clears throat> weird stories. Dude, that's, uh, there is something fucking like not right about the guys who like, cause I, I had a lot of, dude, this is the thing. Like you make all your money on the subscriptions for OnlyFans. You make the real cream on selling fucking anything, PPV, yeah. anything, man. No, no, yeah. no. Fucking selling socks, selling yeah. underwear, selling yeah. skins, selling, dude, the sweaty you can get, the more they're worth. Like it's fucking, but dude, the thing is. Those are the dudes that are the most fucked with negotiating 
and like are just like oh fuck you then whatever right and you're like yeah. okay cool and then like a day later they're like oh hey bro are they are they are you still wearing them yeah and it's like no can't i stopped wearing those underwear because you're a fucking loser yeah you know like it, the, i question who i am in that moment yeah you know? yeah literally it's like wait am i really gonna have am i really gonna wear these underwear for another day just for Dude, somebody, just for 50 for, bucks for no, 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 no. Like, like, like I had like a hundred dollars a day minimum because i'm like if i'm gonna do this what's it gonna be yeah so it's like day two you're like I can handle this day three. You're like I'm better than this day four. You're like I'm not even this guy. Yeah. You know who the what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, dude. And that's what I that's you know as I said right at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not somebody who, you know, I definitely appreciate genuine connection. I don't. I need to know that you're a good enough cunt for me to give myself to you because, you know, if you walk out into the world and know that you're the prize, people have to earn it. Yeah. You know, if you don't hold yourself to a higher standard, and I have higher standards. Yeah. Not in a not in a cocky way, yeah, in a confident yeah, yeah. way. I know yeah, what I'm yeah, worth, yeah. you know? Dude, no point so I'm not just going to give myself to anybody, you know? As I said, I'm a big girl. Like, big girls don't just take it off for no one. Yeah. Like, they don't just take it off for anyone, you know? So I need that genuine, like, I need a genuine guy. I need mental stimulation. I need to know that you're a good cunt. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that factor into a lot of things, you know? But fuck me, have I been in some situations where I've thought, what the fuck am I doing? Just like you just said. Dude, I've been in situations like that with chicks where I'm just like, like, I feel like one of the biggest things that go, and like everyone knows about it, it kind of goes untalked about, but like mental illness in young people is so rampant and so widespread. Yeah. Like some of the shit that I've like, and I'm not saying I'm a fucking baron of going to people's houses that I met off Tinder. I met Larissa off Tinder to be Mm. clear, but you, you definitely like, I've been in situations where I've been there for like 20 minutes and I'm like, this is not me. I'm like, thank you for letting me come to your house, yep. but I gotta fucking go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, all good. And you're just yep. like, man, do they know my last name? Like, who the yeah. fuck was that? Yeah, you know? literally, I literally have gone to somebody's house expecting something. I've got two stories. I went to some guy's house, and I was, and I rocked up, and this guy came downstairs to greet me, and I was thinking, surely this is the neighbor. Like, this is not the guy that yeah. I've just been speaking to. He was literally using photos from fuck. Like, he must have had a good phone back in the day because those photos look legit. Yeah. He was not, he did not look like his photos. And another story, I literally organized to go on a date with this guy. I don't care. I go to the pub all the time, but I sat at the pub. He was like an hour and a half late and he rocked up and he was, and he's like, yeah, sorry. My photos are from a few years ago, about Uh, about six, seven years ago. Yeah. And I was thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. Like there's, yeah. Is it much like fucking, uh, like gay threesomes and like group activities? Yeah. So like one, I imagine one, that would be the fucking dream, you know? So one thing that I don't blame hetero people for not knowing about is how sex crazy the gay world is. Of course. It is all about sorry to for outing the gay community, but this is literally it is huge on outdoor stuff, yeah, group stuff, yeah. anonymous stuff, uh anything. I've See? just moved from Perth and there's literally there's, there's these things called saunas. They're yeah. all, they're everywhere, all yeah. around the world. And it's literally a place to have fucking sex with strangers. Yeah. It is a maze of sex rooms and sex dungeons and swings and steam rooms and spas. And you really? literally go there, wrap yourself in a towel, wait for somebody. There's dark rooms where you don't even know what you're doing and who you're doing it with. Yeah. The, 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 the gay world is extremely sex driven. So what's the fucking, what's the like... Well, how do you deal with STDs and shit? Like, it sounds like it would be a fairly fucking... Well, the thing, as I was saying, I don't just get with anybody. So, me personally, I 
have never ever had to worry about anything like that. Yeah. But that's what I, I have the exact same question as you because yeah. there's a lot of fucking sex in the gay world. That is for sure. They're men with testosterone and fucking horny levels out say, the fucking roof. Is there a temptation to throw yourself more into the gay world sometimes? Sometimes I think, okay, this is what I say to people. Sometimes I think, fuck it, why don't I just be like all the rest and just... It is normal, it is dead set normal for a gay man to sleep with five men a week. Yeah, Not yeah, even yeah. kidding you. Crazy body counts. Uh-huh. But for me, I don't want to fuck 300 people to find one person that I'm actually genuinely into. Yeah. I'd rather suss them out first. For me, I don't get off on sleeping with a stranger and it being a quick pump and dump and fuck off. Yeah. That doesn't do it for me, you know? Yeah, like, and even like... Obviously, the natural fucking um, narrative around being a heterosexual guy is like there's this kind of value that you can build by sleeping with a lot of girls and, you know, getting a high body count. But like as someone who's slept with, you know, close to 1,500 girls, I think it is now. I'm fucking... I was thinking, Jesus. No, 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 no. But like as someone who has like... Yeah, experienced sexually. Experienced life, you know, it's like... Dude, you know what's fucking wild is having someone who fucking cares yeah. about your and fucks shit. with you. Yeah, dude. Actually fucks with yeah, you. Yeah, dude. Not and just it, fucks you, but fucks with you. It's crazy the like like and like I, like I'm, I'm for the sake of transparency, like obviously I keep myself aware to all of the options in my life and like not that I take it into consideration as something that I would do, but it's like considering what my life would be like in the pursuit of trying to find someone to fill the gap that, that the, like if Larissa wasn't here, that what yeah. I'd have to fill. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that dude. Dealing with that mental illness I was talking about before. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's a big thing. And there's also, you know, in our society and things, there's a lot of people who have to be with somebody all the time. You, I have people on Facebook come thinking, what the fuck you were like with him? Like, Two seconds ago, now you're engaged to this person. I'm yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Now you're pregnant, now you're doing the, yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, but but for me, I, I've i been in long-term relationships in my life. Yeah. But I've now gotten to the confident point in my life where I believe, which I should, which I believe it should be from the beginning, two people should wake up on separate sides of the bed and complement each other's life. Yeah. Not rely on, not depend on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But share. That's huge. And... That's how sh- that's how I believe it should be in the beginning, right? Yeah. But uh, and I always thought that because I was always in long term relationships, and I thought I'm never go- I'm never going to be able to be single. I have to have someone. It's yeah. all I've it's all I've ever done. Mm. But I've been single for years now, and it's gotten to the point where I think I don't want to have to put myself out there and sleep with so many strangers just in hopes to find someone because I know that I'm a fucking mad cunt. Yeah. And somebody's going to look at me whether they're gay, straight, whatever, and fall in love with me for who I am and it's yeah. going to happen at the right time. Yeah. You know? I so not having a fucking deadline on these sorts of things really yeah. helps. And when you... For me, like, I feel like, you know... And I feel I really do relate to people who have always been in relationships. They look for it as well. So when somebody gives them... When somebody gives them an ounce of love they'll grab onto that and latch onto that oh, and they'll yeah. make something of it. They and it idealize has to be, around it. Yeah. Mm. But you can give somebody love without having to be something else in ret- like a, an end goal or an end result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you get to the point in your life where people can appreciate you and they can compliment you and they can like, uh, you know, say a lot of things and do things with you physically, but you don't feel like it needs to go anywhere 
because you're confident enough and happy enough and content enough with yourself, your own company and who you are. Yeah. That's where anybody who does and who you allow into your life in that certain serious aspect, you'll know that it's real. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously taking into consideration that I think one thing you t- like one thing that Riz and I really focus on and like you kind of said this in another way is like we we really focus on like building ourselves individually and then as a couple. Yeah. And one thing that we really try and like, I know I've really been focused on is like, I just want to be in love with her tomorrow. Yeah. I don't want to be in love with her 30 years from now because yeah. I've never had experience 30 years from yeah. now. Trying yeah. to look into the future is like hoping for a bigger dick. Yeah. You know, it's like, you've just got to accept yeah. that like, if you woke up in love today, yeah. one, yeah. you're doing it. Yeah, literally, you did it. You did whatever, yeah. you, now you gotta do whatever you gotta do yeah. today. To exactly, sure. you've done it all yeah. for today and now you need to do it all for, for tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, and I find that when you make the challenge, how do I make this person fall in love with me every day rather yeah. than how do I make this person love me forever? Yeah, the or one- or how or have the attitude of like the, the kind of regretful thoughts, like how am I gonna put up with this person forever or is this gonna stay alive forever? Yeah. You know, if you're in the if you're in the mindset of moving forward, you're gonna move forward. If you're thinking forward, you're gonna move forward. Yeah. Whether it's tomorrow or whether it's a month or whether it's ten years, if you're working towards the future in a relationship sense, even if it's just for ten minutes when they walk through the door from work. Yeah. And then they come home and they walk through that door of work and they're happy and you're happy. You've done what you've done. Yeah, you've done what you needed to do for that shit. moment to happen. That's the shit. So it doesn't when people make goals and people, you know, uh, put pressure on themselves for things too far away, like, you, you, not only are you going to set yourself up for failure, but if you're setting a goal or a, uh, you know, if you want somebody to love you still in 10 years' time, every day for the next 10 years, you're going to be looking for that result, you know? Dude, this is that classic thing of like, fuck, man, my knees are killing me. I'm definitely close to 30, you know? Same. Fuck, I've been, I've been, I didn't want to look at the camera. I've been stressing out that I didn't press record. <laughs> Uh, I like we to, got him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. We're an hour yeah, and yeah. twelve in. Then we're back, guys. We just had a quick piss break. It was uh, we had to make a decision whether we we're yeah. gonna piss and keep going or hold it there. And we're both having a fat time, so we'll keep going. Yeah, we'll keep going. But Why yeah, not? I think the podcast studio has heaps of. Um, we'll address what we're talking about in a second because I yeah. do remember. God, I'm glad you remember. It's the fucking working. It's the relationship <laughs> daily rather than yes, a ten year yes, goal. Yes, yes, so we'll yes. come back to that. But I think the podcast studio has heaps of. Um, I want to, I want to like, I love the idea of giving a Hot Wheels car to every guest. Yeah. And I haven't done it, yeah. but I would love to do it because it's something that like, like I know exactly what Hot Wheels car I would give to you. Yeah. You know, and the cool thing is like, I kind of know if I need to buy a double where I can buy them anywhere in town. <laughs> Fun fact. Obviously I know you and, um, you know, Riz personally, every single time I'm at Woolworths or Coles or any sort of shop, Ever since you guys have started collecting Hot Wheels, yeah. I see them fucking everywhere. It's crazy. And I literally think to myself, fuck, should I just buy it? No, they've probably fucking got it. <clears throat> and then I remember you saying to me at Kick-Ons, no, nah, don't get me one. Half the fun is going out and finding it them. It is, yeah. But ever since you've started collecting them, I've seen them fucking everywhere. You know what's crazy? We went to fucking Big W, no, Target today. Target at fucking Center Point. And the dude was in there and I said, I said, oh, you got a couple of Hot Wheels boxes there. Are they new ones? Are you going to stock the shelves? He goes, nah, but are you a collector? I said, I am. He goes, oh, I'll go out the back and grab you a box. So I sat there with two fucking five, six-year-old boys and we went through this box together, yeah. pulling them all out on the floor and shit. And I was like, I've got fucking all of these cars. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. Oh, dude. But yeah, yeah half the fun is that. It's yeah. the pursuit, you know? And like today, we went to Eaton Fair and Center Point. Would you believe there is six places that's, that sell Hot Wheels amongst those two? Just in... Those two. Yeah, right. It's crazy. 
So it's like you have to like oh if we're going into Kmart, you know we got to check the Hot Wheels. Yeah. And if we're, we're, there's a Coles and Woolies here, yeah. so we got to check both of those. Yeah. We went to Toy World though, dude. Dude, I found well, three I that I didn't have. Yeah. And I got to the counter and he's like, oh yeah, that's ten fifty. I'm like, how much are they? He goes, they're three fifty. I'm like, don't worry about it. That's all good. Like, I'm not a collector to the point I got to have it. I'm a collector because they're cheap. Yeah. And you're charging three dollars fifty, like. Woolies what, gets away much? with $2.53. Really? Sometime. Is that yeah. how cheap they are? Yeah, well, they're $2. They're meant to be $2. Yeah, right. Okay. So if you buy them from Kmart and Big W, they're $2. Yeah, right. Okay. I didn't actually realize that they were that cheap. They're so cheap. So, like, yeah, and, right. and, and like, you understand, <coughs> I collect them because they're so cheap. Like, yeah. Like, I don't buy anything for myself. Yeah. I got six pairs of fucking socks, man. Like, yeah. I buy nothing. I haven't bought yeah. new clothes in ages. I bought these pants for $30 from, from Kmart. They're my dailies now. You know, like I buy exactly what I need. Everything goes into the business. Yeah. Blacking starts making a bit of money and I'm like, I can buy 10 Hot Wheels and it's under yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. You know? So, and that's all it was. I was yeah. spending 50 bucks at a time. It wasn't hurting the bank. I get to go home and have a thing that I look forward yeah. to and organize them and yeah. put them away and look at them and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's like- It's a fast reward. It's something to, yeah. it's something to like, also like, I enjoy doing it, Good. you know? And yeah. it's outside of black ink. It's outside of writing push yeah. and shit. So yeah, it's like, it is purely based around that it's cheap and it gives you that fucking like, yeah, look what I've got. Reward, yeah. yeah. I'm cool. Yeah, dude. Dude, bitches want to fuck you when you have Hot Wheels. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. My, my fucking, my DM since I started posting Hot Wheels is out of control. Yeah. Might not be doing Hot Wheels. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say that being a gay man, if I have Hot Wheels, more people are going to want to fuck me, but. Yeah, but you haven't tried being a gay man with Hot Wheels. Yeah. So you know what? That's might be my, mm. my next avenue. See? Expertise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you have to sit down to pee when you're gay? Sit down to pee when I'm gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a thing. See, the thing is, is that in public, I n- never I'm not saying go this to because the... I like assume you do. I'm no, like... no, 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 no. When I'm in public, I never go to the toilet. We're yeah. both men. We both know what the toilets are like. Yeah, I'm not talking I don't go to the toilet. I don't go to the toilet. Yeah. I go to the urinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... It, there's piss everywhere it's anyway. A, it's a mess. But the toilet, there's fucking piss, shit, vomit, fucking spit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It Alcohol. is. And, and, and then girls say, you know, girls say, oh, the toilets are so bad. I'm thinking, bub, there's probably one bit of toilet paper on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no idea what it is like being a man yeah. a ga- or, and a gay man. Past 9.30, it's fucked. Yeah. It, it's like, I want to, if I, okay, if I, if I go to, if I go to a bar yeah. and I'm like, Okay, I think I might need to do a number two. Yeah. I'm gonna make it happen. If yeah. I know that I'm gonna be out for the whole night, I go to the. I'll be at the nicest at the nicest uh, location of the night. Yeah. About like, shit, I need it. Like this is happening now. I need to do it now yeah. because I'm not gonna get the chance until five oh, o'clock the man. next day. Yeah, dude. I I am of the mindset that I am never too fucked up to go back to the hotel or home. To Shit, use the toilet. And then go back out. And that is saying something about Wait, the men's Do you toilets. know why? Because I'm a fucking adult and yeah. I make things happen. Yeah. And you know what? And you say to someone, you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go home and take a shit. And they're like, no. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. Because I'm, yeah, I'm a fucking adult. Yep. You know? And I'm choosing to because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to use that shit. Oh yeah. my God. It is. Yeah. And especially that for me, like me being gay has nothing to do with it. But I myself and I'm extremely clean, extremely yeah, yeah, clean yeah. person. For me to go to a fucking public toilet, I'm not sitting on that shit. It's a joke. No fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, no, I think it's just a very... The sitting down to pee thing is like a... It's like a feminine trait that I, I feel like that's in the, probably just a myth, you know what yeah. I mean? But it's like a... No, that's definitely not a thing. Man. 
No, yeah. no, no. But for some reason, it makes sense because, like, in my mind, I'm like, of course, I sit down to pee. I feel like in a, in a like in a perfect world, if I had the time and I had the luxury and I had my way, I'd probably sit down to piss as well. Yeah. Because you know what, like. I actually have so much shit going on in my life. Pissing and shitting is the rare moment I get to just not do anything. Yeah. And if I can sit down and do it, hey, yeah, I win. Yeah. And being a gay man myself, there is a lot of upkeep, hygiene, uh, cleanliness that you have to maintain oh, yeah. that have a whole I have life. to stay on top of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's, it's, you know, it's not just as easy as, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, you, you can't just be out at the club and do a thing, yeah. You, you, you've just ate dinner, you have drinks all night, you're at the club, and you and someone's like, I want to fuck you right now. So like, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen. Everything has to be timed right. Yeah. I think that's why gays get so strung up on the fact when, especially straight men, fuck you over. Because it's like, okay, you want to fuck me, so I'm going to do all of this stuff that I need to do, which is personal. Yeah. And then you're going to flake on me because you're a pussy, but you wanted it, and you've always wanted it. But I've just spent fucking an hour preparing myself yeah. and it's easy for you to just cancel because of, of, for whatever reason. And yeah, that's just like a thing. And yeah, yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Obviously that is something that you have to go through because I like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's kind of one of those So things. basically I just made a very big statement. I, I like to bottom. That's because a top doesn't need any sort of preparation oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. You know what I'm Basically, saying? Basically, I keep on referring this back to like, I remember, like I have this all the time. Like if I want to go out tonight, right now, mm. Saturday night, if I want to go out, <clears throat> I'll put on a jacket and, and a hat and yeah. then I'll go out. But if Riz is going to come, well, it's a two hour ordeal. Yeah. You know, and it's very similar to that. Like if yeah. Riz put in all that energy and I'm like, I don't yeah. want to fucking go out anymore. She's like, well, fucking good for you. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. I've got like the luxury of being a man, but I've also got the knowledge of, a girl as well because as I said predominantly my whole life I've always been friends with girls I know what they're I know what they're like I know how how long it takes to get ready I know everything yeah I have the easiness of being a guy the relatability to connect with a girl yeah and the open mind to connect with anyone yeah it's fucking see I grew up with like I grew up skating which you know puts you around females a lot I did figure skating as well which puts you dancing yeah that definitely does yep um, and like, I remember, I think my year five class when I was living in Port Hedland and I was attending St. Cecilia's primary school, I was in a class of like 20 something kids yep. and there was three boys yep. and all the rest were girls. Yeah. And I remember like, I've always, mum always used to fucking say like, you know, you can talk to girls cause you're always around girls sort of thing. Yep. But it's funny. Like I really have time to talk about like, and I, I know you should as a male, whatever, but like now I really almost enjoy talking about and learning about the female experience because yeah. you realize it is so fucking vastly different yeah. from the male experience. Yeah. It's like, I used to think that because I spent all this time with girls that I got what was going on. I've had straight men come to me as a gay man and ask me how, what to do to a girl because yeah. I'm always with them yeah. or where the bloody clit is and all of this stuff. I literally countless amount of times have had straight men come to me and ask me how to hook up with a girl. And oh. I'm thinking, bub, like... I'm the last person you should be asking. I just know what she looks like naked. I don't no. know how to... I don't know what to do with her. Logically speaking, you're actually the fucking easiest person because you're the closest connection to a female. Yeah. Mm. That's what And I do see where, you know, they could be thinking, oh, well, you know, like, he obviously knows like, who, she, who she is and what she might like and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I have given advice. Yeah. I literally... 
And it goes both ways. Girls ask me advice on how to fucking suck dick. Yeah, naturally. Literally. I, I literally like that, was giving that advice last night. That's the real fucking treasure trove there is a female getting your opinion on shit. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, generally speaking, females have no idea what's going on. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know what's weird? I've always thought this. The fucking narrative was that it was hard to make a female come and easy to make a man come. <laughs> yeah. It's the other way around. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying I'm the master. Yeah. But I just feel like from the amount of yeah. chicks that have like shown real fucking understanding of what's actually going on with the equipment they're using compared to the amount of chicks that I, according to their response, have brought them to that particular outcome. Yeah. It seems to be that my my theory is correct, you know? Yep. <coughs> and, you know, and then when you put two men together, mm. it's a whole different thing you know yeah yeah you know yeah and i don't know it's uh yeah it's definitely a very interesting life that i live that's for sure there's definitely no dull moments yeah um but there's definitely things that i don't allow myself and or situations that i don't allow myself to be put in yeah you know as i said i appreciate an actual good person with good communication skills and stimulates my brain yeah over just seeing them as a physical object. And the sad thing is that in this gay world, a lot of people label themselves as a sexual object. Yeah, yeah. Because not only is it coming out of the closet, but then it's coming and then it's coming to terms with where do you fit in the gay community? Are you a top? Are you a bottom? Are you versatile? Are you a bear? Are you a daddy? Are you a twink? Are you a there's all of these things that I don't blame hetero people for not even knowing anything about. Mm. But you're exposed to it very soon after coming into the gay community. Mm. You think, okay, I'm in this community, but then you realize, shit, this community is so big and there's so many subgroups. Where do I fit in? Because yeah. if you don't make a decision for yourself or you don't kind of, uh, you know, class yourself as something within that big community or category, yeah, you are, you will sadly find yourself in bad, um, situations. In bad situations or, or, lacking a lot of things yeah. you know but like yeah so there is so many categories subcategories communities I kinks think the thing with the gay community is there's had to be in a development of these categories because the whole time you're saying this i'm actually trying like i'm trying to compare it to the straight experience of like well if you don't identify once you start realizing what you're into yeah if you don't identify what you're into within yourself yeah again like if you're not into getting tied up by a woman and yeah. you find yourself around at that girl's house That'll fuck you up. Exactly. You'll be traumatized. Exactly. You know? And and she'll be like, no, no, keep doing it, keep doing it. And you're like, no, don't keep doing it. She's yeah. like, that's part of it. And you're like, it's not part of it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So it's and like that in the... Yeah. And you know, if you know where you fit in whatever category, in whatever community, you then know what to allow, what to accept, what to put yourself into. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not going to message a fucking guy on his profile that said, like, literally, this is how straight up men are. No fats, no fats, no fems, no no hair. Like that's how straight. That is how blunt they are. Chicks tend to <clears throat> What are you saying? Well, I'm talking from my experience yeah, yeah, and what yeah, I yeah, see yeah, on a fucking yeah. daily. You know, like yeah. that is. So if you don't know where you sit or where you stand or or who you are, yeah, you're gonna put yourself in situations and you're gonna tr you're gonna try to make connections with people that aren't gonna want anything to do with you or they're not attracted to you and it's going to leave you at a loss. Yeah. But I know exactly who I am, exactly what my body's like. I know who, you know, who's man enough to handle it, who's into it, things like that, because I'm not going to allow myself to be put in a situation where I rock up and then I feel 
Less than or silly Less than or, or not comfortable yeah. or fearful, you know? Okay, so is there a correlation between tops and bottoms and submissiveness and dominance? Yeah, so normally it's a dominant top and a submissive bottom. That's the obvious thing. Yes. Is there ever a time where that isn't the case? Yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty personal. I'm more of a dominant bottom, but right. I like submissive tops. So a top who has the power to be powerful over you, Yeah. but I know I'm so confident in myself and what I like that I'll fucking tell you what to do yeah, and you're going to fucking do it. Yeah, and I guess with guys who are, you know, half gay or like straight and they're, they're doing this thing, that's kind of like a perfect scenario for that as well. Interesting. Interesting. I think maybe that's why I'm accustomed to it or why I do like it because, as I said before, majority of the people that I've had sexual interactions with have been straight or curious or experimental yeah, with yeah, themselves. Yeah. So I've kind of accustomed myself to maybe more than I should putting myself second yeah. in a situation between two people. Yeah. Uh, maybe I do then follow that through with life. I seem to put a lot of people before myself. Yeah. But yeah, when it, uh, when it comes down to who I am and what I stand for, I know who I am and what I look like and, and what I stand for. And I don't, I would never allow myself. I wouldn't even bother messaging or going to or connecting with somebody who I know isn't into it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that a little bit off topic, but it kind of relates. A lot of people in this world don't seem to know their worth, right? Mm. But a lot of people also don't realize that them not knowing their self-worth branches off everything else. When you know your self-worth, you know what you want, what you deserve, yeah, what, what you stand for, but most of all, what you have to offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your and value. if you know what you have to offer, you're not going to allow anything less than what you deserve yeah. into your life, whether that's a sexual experience, whether that's a friend, whether that's a partner, whether that's a a job, anything like that, you know? Funny, As I said, a little bit off topic, but it still relates because no, no, self-worth actually... is the base core to a lot of different branches. Yeah, of course, man. This we we're kind of talking about this before and I thought about this thing that happened recently. I had something where I was caught in between, it was a situation that I was controlling. Um, there was an outside person who got involved with it and they said something to me which was probably not ideal. Yeah. And there was a moment there which was kind of defining for me. I hadn't been put in this situation before. Obviously this event management thing is kind of new to me. Being involved in the nightlife is new to me. This is the scene that it was in. Yeah. And when it happened, I kind of had this moment of like, how am I going to respond to this? And my first thing was like, I don't fucking care. I move forward. Yeah. I'm not having this conversation. Yeah. And that person actually reached out and tried to have another conversation, then tried to reach out online and have another conversation. And the whole time I was like, I like it doesn't matter what you said. Like I'm not having this conversation. Yeah. Because when you know your worth and what you stand for, if somebody is going to, um, you know, challenging is a good thing. But yeah it's hard to explain when you know exactly what you stand for, exactly what you're worth. You're not going to allow yourself to be put in those situations or to put up with those people or to listen to those certain things yeah. because you know that it's not in your, it's not in your wavelength. Dude, you know what the thing is? It's not even the person. It's not even the topic. It's the fact that that conversation doesn't move the fucking needle. Exactly. Like I have time for this person. Yeah. I have time for that event. And if it is something that can really fucking help, yeah. like cool. But like, especially when it's not the right time and place to be having that conversation, yeah. like, no. Yeah. I am so fucking demanded by so many people in my life 
that this doesn't help me. And I know deep down the mission that I have is to create valuable experiences for people. This doesn't fucking talk to that. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that fucking self-value thing. It's like that when you say everything, you know, kind of branches off it. I fully believe that self-value is a foundation of fucking knowing how to navigate this character through this life. Yep. You know, it's like, cool. You know, like pretend it's all a game and this is your player. Well, mm-hmm. like, I want to know how long this player can run I want for. to play my own game. Yeah, I want to know, like, okay, what what, what does this button do? How yeah. high can I jump? What yeah. does this actually look like? And that's what I mean by challenges are good. It's good, for, it's good for people who challenge you in a healthy way. And, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but it also goes back to the self-worth thing, is that no matter, in a relationship sense, no matter if you sleep next to somebody for two days, two months, two years, or 20 years, the only person the only person that you'll ever go to sleep with and wake up to is yourself. Yeah. So if you have that instilled in yourself with your self-worth, what you stand for and what you're going to allow in your life, you'll carry that through your relationships, through your friendships, your work yeah, life, yeah, yeah. what people give you and what you will then invest in, you yeah. know? I think, yeah, and going back to what we are talking about before the fucking break, the, that, that um, combination of having this like mutually agreed kind of direction with someone and also still during that beforehand and during that Mm -hmm. going i'm also this person living Mm -hmm. this experience Mm -hmm. trying to figure out things about this yep and that helps this sure yeah but this is so important that sometimes like you know riz and i we're on our fourth year of being in each other's life yeah and it's funny like there have definitely been moments especially with developing this business where i've had to reclude and go i'm doing this for four days flat out and this yep. is just for me and i gotta go super hard yeah and i learned things like, you've got to be your own person who's this guy doing full nighters making clothes yeah to fucking sell yeah and it's like that's not a time where i go like oh riz come help me and all that it's like no no no. this is for me now yeah you know and that is where that's what is healthy within a relationship and where i hope to be one day in a relationship where I find somebody, you know, organically and things uh, progress organically that somebody respects the fact that I'm definitely my own person. I am going to experience my own things and I'm going to think my own thoughts and have my own opinions. Yeah. But then you can come together and you can re- you can relate to each other and you can complement each other and you can share things together. Yeah, you should never become one around. because when you become one, you, if it breaks, you both break. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. One, th- one thing... If, if you become, you know what I mean? I fully become one in a partnership, but still have those, 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 those outlets and those things that you do for yourself, that you experience for yourself, that brings, it brings light to the relationship or to the friendship or whatnot, because you're going to run out of fucking things to say. If you're one person, you, you, you both experience everything together. Yeah, man. It's fucking, and I see that I see so many relationships go downhill. Yeah. And I feel like people just do this thing where they're looking to like fill this void in their life and they find someone else to, that's looking for the same thing and they end up filling each other's void and then they get like three years down the track and they're like, I don't fucking, I'm not into yeah, this person. you filled the void back then and I found that very common in uh, my uh, relationships with men is that, you know, and my interactions with men is that they've either, they've been with their wife or their husband for so many years yeah. and they've filled that void and they've they've it becomes it compo- it becomes flatlined yeah there's no excitement and then that is where people play up and they do things or they think about doing things you know yeah. and <clears throat> there's really something there's definitely truth to like remaining sexy for your partner 
Like this is a thing of like getting married and letting go. It's like mm-hmm. now you got to really prove it. Yeah, you made a commitment. That's the beginning. That you're gonna that's prove. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of it. Like that's the. Yeah. I I don't know. Like I, I'm I'm put together very fucking. Um, what's the word like? I was privileged when God put me together. You know, and yeah. I'm six foot four. I fucking I've got amazing cheek structure. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a joke, honestly. When I look oh, in the mirror. Off, no. <laughs> but one thing that like I've honed in on is like I have the ability to look a particular way. Yeah. I also have the ability to just fucking eat KFC all the time and look another way. Yeah. Even if it's just for the sake of Larissa, take all the ego and shit yeah. out, like just to be sexier to her. Yeah. So that every time that, you know, she's at fucking fitsies in three years time or something and some good looking dude with long hair catches her eye, she's like, oh, but I still got the shit at home. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. she does. Because I've been working every day. Because yeah. I've been focusing on just being the shit. Yeah. So you give her that confidence. Yeah. And the byproduct is you got it for yourself too. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, if you don't spend that time with yourself and if you don't do those things for yourself, which then complement other areas of your life, yeah, that's where it's going to fail because you haven't done it for yourself at the root. Yeah. You're doing it, you know, in the result, it, it, it keeps things alive and, you know, it helps the relationship and things like that. But if it, if the root of it isn't for yourself, you can fall back on yourself, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, like I said, the only person that you wake up to and go to bed with every single day is yourself. Yeah. So that just backs that up, you know? Yeah, it's such a You've fucking... got to spend that time with yourself. You've got to study yourself. You've got to become who you are. And it's like there's there's certain people who they don't know who they are to the point where they're a people pleaser with no matter where, what situation they're in, they just want to please. Yeah. But if you know who you are and you know what you stand for, you'll be men enough, woman enough, or whoever enough to challenge things and yeah, to stand yeah, yeah. up and to, to, you know, say what you think, you know, and that's something that I'm proud of that nobody could ever take away from me now because it's taken me years to get to this point. Yeah. Taking me years to get to the point where I know who the fuck I am and nobody can take that away. I've been yeah. definitely challenged in my life. That's for sure. I think it's interesting the the whole concept of like what challenges and what it looks like, the more challenges you've faced. Because I'm in a situation now where like my challenges seem to be the bigger financial risk I can take with mm-hmm. the amount of data that I've got, the bigger payoff I get. Yeah. So I'm in this place now where it's like, you know, like three and a half thousand dollars for a computer can't worry me. Yeah. You know? And you challenge yourself to push harder. Yeah, yeah, But you yeah. push harder to challenge yourself. And you know, it's interesting. The challenges that you did when you were fucking... And I feel like, I feel like, you know, there's a little group of us, uh, you, myself... Ezra, Luke, maybe a couple other blokes, we're all very similar in, in the advice we got brought up on. Yep. You know, you can tell we're, we all kind of went through the same things at the same time. Yeah. Fuck, what was, a, what was the fucking point I was making before I said... Challenges and risks. I think the things that you... The, the challenges that you perceive as challenges as you, when, you, when you're a teenager and you're going through your early 20s... The experiences like, that you... They are challenges... Yeah. But then as you get further into the challenge journey, yeah. you realize that challenges take these different forms. Yeah. And like the challenges most of the time, the further you get into the journey, are challenges that you give yourself yeah. for nothing more than the sake of a challenge. Exactly. You know, and like yeah. I said, can I do one more push up? Can I get one more line written down? Can yeah. I read one more page of this book? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, there's definitely healthy and unhealthy challenges. For sure. You know? And I think that and I stand by healthy challenges will always Form you into like a more solidified version of yourself because if you've challenged yourself or even if you didn't say to yourself okay I need to do that but if you say for an example in work say like you know say you you have to do something right 
and it's you're thinking, shit, oh, I'm gonna fucking do this, but you end up doing it. Yeah. Without you even saying to yourself, okay, so I'm gonna challenge myself to do this, so then I know that I can do it. Yeah. You get challenged unknowingly, but yeah, once yeah, you've yeah. done it and you've achieved it, you think I can do it, I, and is- now I can, I know that I could probably do more or do better. Yeah. And that's probably where your resilience has come from with the business. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. thought, I can sell a t-shirt. It's crazy. And now I'm going to sell 20. So then, now, without you even saying, you know, with, with more people putting in orders and being in more demand, yeah. in demand will challenge you unknowingly. You know? You don't know if, you know, somebody is going to say, I want 100 copies of each of your designs Tomorrow. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you then do that, uh, it's an outsource that you've been challenged by yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you do it, you think, fuck, I can do that. I'm yeah. actually more capable than what I thought. And this is Which the will fucking... then make you more confident in who you are and what you can achieve. Exactly your structure is how it happened. Yeah. Like the business has grown in that like, and, and it's not like a case of I don't want to be able to make a million shirts today and figure it out, but you figure out the problems that are in front of you. And I remember like, you know, if you look at real easy data, I ran a giveaway on Thursday. I, I posted it Thursday morning. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to draw this 500 giveaway. Comments. Gets 500 comments. Yeah. Now I got 500 comments off the idea that when I did my thousand follower giveaway, I got 490. I left it running for a week and promoted it every day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, 500 comments is probably attainable. I hit it in 12 hours. Yeah. So now you've got this new set of data where you go, okay, with a thousand followers, it took a week to get kind of that amount. Yeah. With 2,700 followers, it takes fucking 12 hours and a little bit of promotion and off you yeah. go. Yeah. So then you go to this thing. Well, okay, I just did a winter yeah. release. I just, I, so I just did that. So now... Well, cross-correlate. Yeah. I spent $10,000 on the winter release and I got yeah. this return. What happens if I spend $15,000 on my spring release? Does yeah. that mean I make more money? Is there a, some sort of threshold that I'm... Yeah, gonna, yeah. I, yeah. Now I've got means to find out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, that, and, it, yeah, and that's what I was saying. You know, if you are... Challenged by yourself, by somebody that you know, or a complete other source, but then you come and you do it and you achieve it, that means that you can do it. Yeah. And that means that you can actually do more than what you even knew you were capable of. Yeah. And then, which gives you the confidence and gives you the power and gives you the reward. Yeah, for you sure. You know? For sure. So, it's good. I yeah. think, um, yeah, there's... I remember one of my fucking... I would say earlier mentors, he was like a coach slash teammate sort of thing, like... He's like, uh, the real character-defining moments is someone who's won a lot and they know how to handle winning as much as they know how to handle losing. Yeah. I remember thinking like, fuck no, man. Like, the idea is to win so you can flex on everyone. Is like, the idea of winning yeah. is to not flex on anyone. You've told them. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. wow, dude. And, that's- that, and that's, yeah, and that's such a big thing. But uh, Like, with knowing who you are, you don't yeah. need to tell everyone who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. and like, Just, like, you don't need to flex a win because you've already told them. They already know. I tell you what, I've had a lot of people um, say to me recently, when I say a lot, like it's probably three people have put it in like emails or yeah. messages or something saying, you never play the woe is me, small business, everything's so fucking hard. Yeah. Like I don't play that card. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never heard you shit think, yeah, I've never heard anything like and that And I put you. so much content out. It's yeah. like, that's such an easy thing. Like, oh, why does no one support no. me? Why do people ask for yeah, discounts? That's... And it's like, man, honestly, like, I that's feel- time consuming that's uh, energy that's investment that's emotion that's 
yeah, physical Dude, everything. And this is the fucking thing. Like, I feel like if you're having that conversation, if that's what you're putting out there, it's like, I'm not telling you how bad my business is doing. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how good it's doing. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to flex on, and this is the thing I say, I'm saying flex and that's probably not the right word, but, but I'm at a point now where people can just see through the results. Yeah. Like, fuck, Jake's putting in the time and effort and he's getting results now. Mm-hmm. They don't need it. They know that small business is hard. Every other small business has told them. Yeah. And it's like, just show people with the results. Hey, yeah. now I'm doing a winter range. Come down. There's 380 items on the racks you can buy. Yeah. You know, I'm not fucking around. Oh, I drop something. I drop a giveaway and it goes fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. of course. Because that's what I built now. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah, and it's the, it's, it's also, it's the small rewards that, add up to a big one as well yeah. because every single little milestone whether it might not be a milestone that you set or a big one that you tried to achieve but if you achieve something you yeah you're gonna Dude. you're gonna look back and you're gonna think fuck like what you said at the beginning of the podcast fuck remember when i sold like five shirts yeah 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 well man it's it's funny you know because like the i feel like the growth that i've had has been exponential in that i know that people have done a lot more in a shorter amount of time but it literally feels like I was buying five shirts and getting excited about seeing them all like five on a row yeah. on a hanger and being like, oh my God. And then people buying them and then packing them and posting them and then them putting stories up. I was like, yeah. fuck. And now I get five it's like of those a community. stories a day. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and going off that example, yesterday I was driving and I saw, I saw a motorbike and two cars with the black ink sticker yeah. in a 10 minute car ride. Wild, and right? I literally was thinking... Fuck yeah, Jake. The reach. Good on you, cunt. Good on ya. <laughs> and that's just from giving every single person, every order, yep. five, ten stickers and being like, yep. thanks, here's a fucking code if you're going to yeah, shop again. exactly. Here's a handwritten note. Yep. It's all yeah. packed, all the shit. Yeah. No, good on ya. I feel like I'm just fucking flexing black nah, now. Nah. Fuck, yeah. man. Nah. I tell you, did you see the live last night? No, I don't think I did. It was fucking wild, No, I man. didn't see the live. Was that when you announced the giveaway? Yeah, so I announced yeah, the no, giveaway. Yeah, no, I didn't see that, no. So I got fucking, I got discount codes ready. I got a whole heap of shit that I was just like, you know, have had laying around a fucking, you know, I'd rather give it away to someone over a live sort of thing. And I got a whole bunch of new designs and stickers and basically just like went on there. Once I got 40 people in the chat, I was like, right, first person, but a love heart emoji up gets this. Yeah. And I gave away like over 500 bucks worth of shit and yeah. drew the, I drew three jerseys in total yeah. instead of just one. Yeah, right. But it was going wild. And now yeah. there's heaps of cunts on Monday just getting free shit sent to them. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to make that an event once a month yeah. and promote it from Monday yeah. and say, right, six o'clock or even nine o'clock Saturday morning. Yeah. I'm going on for 15 minutes. I'm giving away a thousand dollars worth of yeah. shit. Literally a month ago, you were sitting on the floor over there saying to everybody here, Guys, what can I do? What is something that I can do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And here it is. Like, Dude, do you know what's crazy? I'm going to Freestyle Kings next weekend just to do like a media weekend of like basically vlog, vlogging, collecting content. The whole weekend is based around just that fucking freestyle yeah. event. Um, we've got this fucking team building day with Black Ink, which is just ba- basically what happens is, and you might even be interested in this, uh, how it works is as the customer you'll pay $500, right? Yeah. And what will happen, there'll be a particular day that we're going to do some team building. Yeah. 24 hours before that particular day, you'll get a message saying where you're going to be picked up, how long it's going to take, um, what you're going to need, and not what's happening, but just the basic outline. Yeah. You then get picked up in a limo. Yeah. We go and do an activity. Yeah. We then go and have lunch, beers. We go and do another activity, and then we get dropped off afterwards. Yeah. 
everything's already organized, booked and paid for. All yeah. you got to do is rock up. There's going to yeah. be a videographer collecting content of everything. Yeah. But the whole idea is we're going to be doing some team building. Yeah. Which as you can imagine, we're trying to get good content. Yes. So there's going to be some crazy shit. Yes. Right? Yes. So I say $500 because I need to know basically if I can get nine people because I got a 12 yeah. seat limo. Uh, it's like a stretch fucking old school limo. Beautiful. I got you 12... want to know that it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I can get... I've got four spaces still to fill because yeah, I've got nine. There's the videographer, me, the driver, nine spaces to fill, 12 in total. So I've got another four people. Once yeah. I've got that, I can lock in a date. Yeah. I can lock in a cost. To make everyone free. Well, this is the thing. The cunts that are involved, like, because I got the money to do it, they're like, well, it needs to be on my week off. So I need yeah, to give them a month notice yeah, so they yeah, can get the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm at the point but now. But guess what, Jake? I have no doubts in you. You'll make whatever. Oh, it'll the, do, it'll you'll happen. make whatever the fuck you Bro, want happen, mate. Can you believe that's I've gonna happen? I've seen it for years. Oh, it'll fucking ridiculous. happen. Yeah, it'll fucking happen. Mm. And like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. I kind of went off on it on a podcast, but like, yeah. I fucking had this ten thousand dollar loan for the winter range, and that I paid that back last week. Yeah. So now every dollar that I make, yeah, it's just money in my account. Yeah. So it's like all these cool things are happening. I finally got a little bit of fucking scratch to buy yeah. lunch for us when we go yeah. out and shit. It's like, man, I'm living again. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You know? Awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. crazy. Should we awesome. fucking end it there? That's yeah. that's a that's a I think note. I think you know what I think I was I was gonna say, fuck me, we've covered we've covered a lot of topics. We've, we've covered a lot of topics. We've spoken a lot, we've dived in a lot. We've also scratched the surface, yeah. to be fair. I seriously felt like we could just talk for twenty four hours straight. Yeah, if I But know. I think that our brains would die and we'd black out and we'd be asleep on the yeah, podcast. We're so, also fucking both at the end of a you're at the end of a long week. I'm at the end of a long week. Extremely long too. week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's wrap we're it up. We're both there. very busy, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh, very we both busy. made the time and it's been a fucking pleasure. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Everyone be good to your mum because we are fucking out. Yo! Bye.